Diego boys? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, right, you. Yeah, right. What? Come on. Come on, don't do this freaking podcast anymore. We have so much to be thankful for. Quit this freaking podcast so fast and make your wool head. Giving edition of boys. Here's something to think about. All right, Josh. And this is something. That I don't think you're going to be thankful for. But we've been doing this podcast for about five years now. About? Yeah. Something like five years now. Is that all? Hmm. Yeah. Five years closer to the grave. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can't argue with that. Yeah. I was... People... You know, this is Pete. There's Josh. Diego Boys. Poe Boys. But um, so people were they were chomping at the bit for some Poe Boys merch and some Poe Boys stickers. And I said, I can't even remember the last time we did a merch drop. Slash. Oh, well, you could forget open. the last. I mean, the last <laughs> merch drop was such a big deal. <laughs> it was such a big deal. It's, I'm, yeah. I'm looking at my Poe Boy shirt right now. Weird. Yeah. It's 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 uh next to my trophy case. I've conjured up enough mystery. I've said on the pod before. My new strategy is when people find out I have a podcast and I have a Star Wars podcast, they ask me, "Oh, what's it called?" And I say, "No," and I don't tell them. And I've built up enough of a, a fan following around that mystery. Honestly, I think there's more people get kicked out of that mystery than listen to the show. That I also can't wear any Po Boys merchandise anymore because that would ruin it and that's the thing that sucks too is and i I mean josh you look good in anything okay i'm gonna throw some some compliments your way but however you gotta um, make up for one freaking compliment i'm gonna do the trick so you look good but the the cowboy sweatshirt looks good you know, it's a showstopper. People look at it and they tilt oh, their head. Oh, Pete and I show up wearing matching po' boy shirts. People are looking. People are looking. <laughs> Can confirm. Pete and I show up to my wedding wearing matching po' boy sweatshirts. People are looking. People are looking. And then they find out that we're not getting married. And they're like, huh, that's probably right. Yeah, yeah. Good, good for all parties involved. Now, look, I got a lot of Star Wars crap going on that I got to talk about, so let's get your stuff out of the way first. Oh, cool. What have you, um, what have you been Star Warsing since last I... we spoke? What have I been Star Warsing? Oh, my God. Well, I, I, I can't help but note that Twitter is dying, so a lot of my Star Warsing has been... Yeah, I'm going to need the Instagram password. <laughs> <laughs> It's I'm out. Um, I have to stalk. I have to stalk Instagram now. To I go on to Twitter for I don't have a Twitter account, but I go on to Twitter to look at Mondo, which is a company that uh, does does records, final records, and posters for movies and TV shows and stuff. They've done like soundtrack releases for The Mandalorian and Rogue One, and a lot of cool posters. And I I go on there to look at uh, bands I like and those tour dates. And Twitter's already making that hard enough to do, where if you don't have an account, it'll only let you look for like 30 seconds. So I got to shuffle real fast. <laughs> Instagram won't even let you do that. So now I guess if I want to keep up with, you know, 
when potentially you know an Andor soundtrack for example might be coming out i guess i'm gonna have to stalk mondo through the uh po boys instagram account yeah and i mean they they do some cool things i mean the, the, the star wars social media team is pretty good oh so i'm not gonna look at anything star wars on social media but they'll um they'll post some some good infographics and stuff um i actually this happens at least like once or twice a month where i'll look at our pictures from star wars celebration i'll be like that's a good picture to point our declining downloads. That's a good picture for this moment. That's a good picture <laughs> for this, this this moment. But I always just forget. I, I just I just completely forget. Like, what does this... the next phase of this podcast look like? <laughs> well, I was I was gonna say if Twitter survives, I think my personal goal is if we get a thousand followers on Twitter, we'll do a live show. And what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> all right i just want to set a goal that we'll never obtain but just the i you like like in person at a venue yeah you think a thousand followers on twitter is sustainable enough that you could have a live show um no i do not across the globe it would ha- we would have to go to an open mic at a coffee shop i would bring my guitar we would sit down and then we'd be like surprise we we're actually doing a podcast at this open mic yep 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 <laughs> that would I be think, pretty great I, th- I think you're on the same page i have this um brewery that i'm thinking of that um loves dogs to be there too and i think they would love for there to be well, a... pops are a hit always yeah, yeah so bring the pop pops and then be like oh what's that um do you have a plug for the stand um we're gonna start recording live from you know and then just do that so mm-hmm. that's like a i haven't put pen to paper but interesting but i'm but just it, like at some point we got to do something different this isn't really working like we gotta at some point we're gonna do something i assume like we're gonna make our big move at some point <laughs> But I don't know what is that big move. Well, because we I look, we joke. Like I'm good. We don't really pay any money to do this. Pete and I are going to have these conversations anyway. Like I'm fine. This is fine. But like, surely at some point we're going to put our back into it. Well, it's been five years now, so yeah. And we kind of put a shoulder into it a few times, and then we're like, oh, never mind. Yeah, well, it also depends on you know where the pub pops, where the the pub boys are at in their lives too, because even this amount of content, listeners, you don't understand the behind the scenes. Um, Infuriating. There'll be, te- there'll be texts. There'll be yelling texts back and forth. There'll be a, <laughs> don't talk to me. <laughs> Not a good time. Um, so just this, we have to ramp it up. However, we Josh, that's a little, it's a disservice to our fans because. You know what the theme for 2023 is. Oh, I I, I know what the theme. Honestly, thank you for reminding me. We joke, but I do think I do think there's a world where that is our big move and that things really change for us when we commit Um, to that. I'm pretty confident things are going to change based on the theme that we've chosen. I think there's a world where that is our big move. Yeah. And all of a sudden it clicks and people get it. And they, you know, love us again. 
it's so love sad. They, love, they love us again for the first time. <laughs> are you are you listening, Dad? He's not. Oh. He's he's not. Um. All right. So for me, I haven't really. The only Star Wars thing I have, and for those listeners that. No, everybody knows that Twitter's dying. There's this there was this big thing last Look, week Trent of like Reznor's out. What do I care anymore? You know? There's this big thing. Um people are going to Mastodon now, but it's not the same Mastodon that you think of. Anyway, but people were posting like if this is my last tweet this. If this is my last tweet this. Oh, so, grow up. You know if it's your last tweet or not. Just commit already. Well, people thought, you know, there was all those rumors of like the staffing fires and Stuff. Oh so right, they, they're not saying if Twitter becomes worse. They're saying if Twitter actually shuts down and it can't. Yeah, there was like some day last week where like if this is the last day of Twitter, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, like, um, there's one person who was posting like, I need, <laughs> I need, I need Twitter to still be around because I need the reactions to Andor. I need to read the reactions to the Andor finale. But um, yeah, so that was that was about as much Star Warsing as I did. How about you, Josh? Well, now do you have uh the new High Republic book that came out today as of this recording? I I do not. I'm still yeah, me neither. I'm still um dredging through the High Republic book that I bought almost almost like two months ago. And that's not to say it's not good. I have sure. no follow-up sentence. No, yeah, that. I mean, who doesn't describe d- interacting with something good as dredging? <laughs> I mean, I, lo- I love dredging through my favorite movie. Uh, okay, good to know. I don't have it yet, and I'm still trying to work my way through the book American Gods, and it's going slow because I'm lazy and I keep reading comic books instead. So we had talked about, after the Andor finale, doing Tales of the Jedi, and then after that, doing I Republic. We'll see if we finish the book in time for that to actually happen though i would be surprised if i didn't because when i have a goal whether that be lifting weights whether that be personal goals like getting more downloads i am like a rabid animal for it aimless and ineffective and afraid of water next topic Yes. So next topic, I don't have it yet either. But you know, maybe there's maybe we do that in two weeks. Maybe we wait a little longer. We'll see. Uh, so Star Wars, Inc. I am coming to you live from having watched Phantom Menace twice since Friday. Oh, uh, okay. And having about I'm about I'm about two hundred and sixty four pages into the Star Wars archives, nineteen ninety nine through two thousand five, which covers. It's that big Toshin book that covers the making of the prequel trilogy. Um, so I'm on the Attack of the Clones chapter right now. When I finish that, I'll watch Attack of the Clones and so on and so forth. And then, I mean, if I've watched Revenge of the Sith, I'm probably going to end up watching all the Star Wars movies. So I think there's a decent chance that I'll rewatch all the Star Wars movies by the end of the year. Um, I haven't taken too many pictures of the book to send to you yet, Pete. There's only one thing. That I was like, oh, we got to talk about this one. And then I flipped back to try and find the quote and I couldn't find it again. So I'm going to um, give the broad strokes of the quote. But pretty, pretty, pretty much this is the quote. And it's George Lucas talking about the special editions. And he essentially is like, yeah, people say that you only have ownership over a movie until you release it and then it belongs to the audience. That's not true. These are my movies. I lease them to you $10 at a time. (laughs) 
which of course is no longer true because he sold me at Disney. But at the time of the interview was true. I thought that was a pretty entertaining quote there. It's an, it's an interesting book. It's an interesting book. I prefer um, J.W. Rinsler's making of books because they sort of follow the production in order. And the Tosham books have like a bunch of photos, which are really cool. But each chapter is essentially like at once an oral narrative that goes in production order. But then all the pictures just go in the order of events in the movie. So there's like very big pictures with lengthy captions that are very disjointed from the small font that is around them. Uh, now, but there's, there's some cool stuff in there. And this is the big coffee book. Oh yeah. Okay. It's the one It's the one It's basically a coffee table. And, um, and, and that's, that, that's kind of um, not to, you know, go all designer on you, but that's kind of a, a signature piece um in any given room is oh yeah we have a room dedicated to it yeah it's, it's an like, empty room with a book in it yeah it's just like huh what's that about i gotta yeah. check that out oh my god it's so heavy. you try and pick it up and you can't yeah yeah so because of that i did watch phantom menace i was watching it on friday and a friend called and then instead of hitting pause i just hit mute and i did watch half of phantom menace while talking on the phone with a friend and then i felt bad so i rewatched it uh yesterday i can't <laughs> Set me straight on this. I can't remember genuinely anymore. America, we love pod racing or we don't. America loves pod racing, right? Or we don't. You do. We America love did. pod racing, right? Everyone yeah. loves the pod race, right? America, or we hate, all hate America it. hates sand. Sure. Everywhere. But the pod race, I get it. America likes this. America doesn't like this. America loves pod racing, right? Or In my misremember. I, I, I would never say that. Because, you think America does America hate pod racing? Because look at looking back at it, like no twelve year old should be like, where are the labor unions? Where are the child labor laws? What is what's going on here? But that's well, slavery's that's, going on, Pete. Oh God. All right. Now you're uh, you're you're taking this pod into a different conversation. Granted, I we we were gonna talk about um puppies with dead owners so this top this this topic is you know this isn't the the happiest of episodes that we're going to be covering anyway i'm pretty sure america loves pod racing pod racing sequence is great um (laughs) if this wasn't the pub boys know it's about what america does and doesn't love yeah america loves pod racing um the big news peter it's pete that's okay i've done star wars trivia before I came in second after a tiebreaker. I lost. So I came in second. This was years ago. Pete, you also did Star Wars Trivia. I can't remember if you came in second or not. I did come in second. Okay, because you couldn't uh, still have a bore. I could phonetically spell it, but right. these people in the in the mainstream um, trivia just wouldn't let me do that, which is um, offensive to people that are dysgraphic. But continue. Sure. I... Star Wars trivia on Sunday. How'd you do? I did win. Oh, I did come in first. I did win. There was no tie break to be had. There was like a five way tie for second. I did annihilate. I did take no prisoners. I did utterly and completely win first place. And I was wearing my fin slash po jacket and my BBA hat. And I did crush it. And I did come in first. And say- we were the. Ms. Columbo picked the name. You were not there, so couldn't really do Cold Boys. And also, 
two of the people there wanted to know the name of my podcast and couldn't have them find out. <laughs> we wore the Dagobah Humbugs, which did get okay. an honorable mention for best name. Did not win best name. Best name went to All About That Face, No Rebels, which I can't argue with. That's a very clever name. I did come in first, but I am a champion. I did win. Uh, now, were, now, were you were you the, the main star, or was this a collaborative effort? Um, we would have we would not have won because I won by one point. We were first oh, place wow. by one point. I will say I credit where credit is due. Look, ninety percent of the questions I had them on lock. That said, the 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 push that got us the first was definitely my teammates, and they knew like some common sense stuff, and they were like, "No, that doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound right. This is this is the answer," um, because I was like way overthinking everything because i was like wait what is it say in the making of star wars books that i read 10 years ago oh uh, that's the so thing that's really annoying about these trivia friends. shows is they're all just movies and then maybe some movie trivia so like if you watch a show if you read a comic if you're like well ahsoka got her white lightsabers this way in the book but they have to explain <laughs> in the show um well, so yeah there was there was a picture round where it was a bunch of Funko Pops you had to name. It was yeah, I'm looking at that and... right now. Yeah, so the only real one that I think would have been a challenge to anyone was Cheer at Emway was on there. Oh, see, I would have the Yeti monster. Is yeah, it... the Wampa. So that was the one it took me longest to get, and I don't know mm. why. I was like, that doesn't even have a name. It's just called a snow monster or whatever, but it's, it is called the Wampa, <laughs> and I did get it. I got all ten. Mm. I got all ten. Um... And then they did have some Mandalorian questions. No Clone Wars questions aside from Ahsoka being on the name the character thing. I'm going to walk you through the questions I had problems with. Okay. So here is the one that I did not know that I overthought. And because my friends got it, we got first place. Okay. And it's so straightforward. And it's a little embarrassing. It was laps. How many laps were in the Boonta Eve classic? Two. Three. Oh. <laughs> I thought five. Oh, not because five. Because I'm reading this book right now, and in this book, they're talking about, oh, before we even shot the pottery sequence, we put together a 20-minute animatic, and it was like five laps, and then George cut it down or whatever. So I was like, oh, five, I guess? Because I was like, well, three sounds too simple. And they're like, no, it's three in the video game. And I'm like, right, but the video game's just trying to dumb it down for your... I mean, I didn't it's say all It's just a this. commercialized version. Exactly. America loves commercialized pod racing. I'm all about the fundamentals. So we did get that one right because of my dear friends. Uh, here's the one. Here's the here's two. Here's the two. Well, I'm going to save these for last. There's another question. We did get it right, but I didn't know the answer, which is which astromech droid has appeared in two different Star Trek movies or episodes? Which astromech? Right. Which I have no freaking idea. Okay. I'm just assuming, well, it's probably R2-D2. Um, probably C-3PO. Non-Mastromech droid. Protocol droid, then... my dear boy. Oh, thank God you weren't there that day. Um, <laughs> thank God I wasn't. It so... was R2-D2 up okay. in the air as to what he's talking about. I kind of looked it up, but whatever. Here are the ones. Here's the ones that I missed. Okay. Was the droid that blew themselves up to save Baby Yoda? Oh, um... The... Oh my gosh! It was the assassin droid, but I can't right. even—I can't think of its name. Me neither. I knew it was an IG droid. Knew it was an IG eighty-eight. I finally settled on IG eighty-six. 
which is the IG droid in the Clone Wars, is IG eleven. Uh huh. Yeah, I want to miss that one. Here's the one that killed me. Okay. That I couldn't. I I didn't know. I didn't know the answer. I wrote the Mandalorian Falcon was named the Mandalorian ship. The the Razor Crest. Yeah. 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 Couldn't think of it. Couldn't think of it. Yeah. Well, we also talked about that on the pod a lot too. Of like. You know, they you spent so much time in Mandalorian season one and like what half of season two on the Razor Crest. You like see all the yeah. different bits and parts. There's a literal episode where it gets deconstructed and reconstructed. Mm-hmm. And then, like, what halfway through season two, they just like destroy it yeah, and yeah. switch them to a Nebu Starfighter. Spoilers for season two of Mandalorian. Um, yeah, that's embarrassing. I mean, especially for you, especially for you, because you you were like when I lost the Star Wars trivia, you knew everyone within like a second Uh, because you're you're good at trivia. Um, Yeah, I rule. But that's kind of the thing that that, I mean, that's the cool thing about trivia is, is, you know, you have a time crunch. So it's like you can picture it. But then what is that in your actual head? Yeah. And I mean, it was how deep it was a blast. And I was I mean, what'd you win? So it was a set of four Star Wars wine glasses, which if you ever get married and you end up having a wedding registry and you end up asking for stuff to have around the house, the last thing you need is any wine glasses, particularly Star Wars wedding wine glasses. And and then two chopsticks that are like light up lightsabers. And then like a nine by 12 cardstock printout of blueprints of our choice. So I picked the B-Wing. Mm-hmm, and nice. the rest of my team, I think, picked the, the Thai Bomber and the Millennium Falcon. So we gave the wine glasses to our to our friends. Um, yeah, so I mean, winning was... I kind of was hoping I'd just win a gift card to the brewery that, that hosted the trivia. No such luck. Um, but it was that's actually fun. that's pretty we really extensive. Got to do trivia together to get man. We really gotta. We gotta. Oh, it'll be real. It'll be point. really bad. I mean, people. Enjoy it will, it. but it'll be so fun. Yeah, it'll be. It'll be yelling like, "Oh, I know yeah. this! I know this!" That's not yeah. the right answer. Write it! Write it! Write it! It's two. It did two laps. Two laps. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that rules. I rule. I am king. Uh, I am number one. Um, last thing that I okay. Star Wars before we get an Andor. You watching this Grogu thing or what? Oh, I I think we talked about it in the pod last time. You said you I'm a big fan. Yeah. So that was the one and only time I've consumed it, and I made me fall asleep. So I'm a big fan. Interesting. Well, I am a virtuous person, so I sleep fine at night, and I don't need to watch anything and fall asleep. And I thought it was fine, but I guess I don't understand why it exists. So well, you just don't have the same amount of ghosts that I do, because when I close right. my eyes, I just picture yeah, you're all, by all the people you wronged. Yes, one hundred percent. We're saying the same thing. Just walk down um, the hallway of Josh's. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So then that's all I got. Oh, and then I've got all right today, as of this recording, there's two stuff. We say I said earlier that we don't pay for the podcast anymore. We don't pay to host the podcast on server anymore because we use Anchor. There's their free freaking plug, which whatever. Um, but I do think in another truer way, 
I do still pay to have a podcast because I would not be buying these High Republic books if I did not have this stinking podcast. And then also, every now and again, I am at a comic book store to get my Spider-Man book, to get my X-Man's book, to get my little Batman book. And I say, oh, a, a new Yoda comic book, Yoda number one. Well, I'm never going to read that. And then I think, oh, this will be a great oh, 30 no. <laughs> seconds on the pod where I talk about it and Pete ignores me. And so two different comic books I bought today. I'm talking about on this stinking podcast. I haven't read either of them yet, but they have a new Yoda comic book, which I think is like a little bit of an anthology and it's going to have different writers. I don't know. And then there's this one shot out now called Star Wars Revelations, which is supposed to like set the stage for the next year or so of Star Wars comic books, all of which right now kind of take place in between Empire and Return of the Jedi. And in between those movies, they've had these three events. We've talked about two of them. There's War of the Bounty Hunters, Crimson Rain, and now Hidden Empire just started up. So I guess maybe this book is going to be like what happens or tease what's going to happen after Hidden Empire. We'll see. I am curious when they're going to wrap up this era because, I mean, then you're going to be in, what, go back to prequels or you do post-Return of the Jedi? Who knows? So there'll be that to talk about next week in addition to the Andor finale, which I will be watching with my in-laws. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, That sounds... Um, who knows interesting yeah i am debating about whether or not i watch the finale before i i have like a six hour drive for thanksgiving so i'm like (laughs) do i add an extra hour and just watch it before i leave which is probably what i'm gonna do it's probably what i'm gonna do oh yeah we're figuring out let's just get on because we're not we're not even gonna be able to leave until like exactly rush hour and granted you know we have a much shorter drive but with traffic it, we're, we're going to be on the road for like three or four hours, I think, instead of, you know, an hour and 50 minutes. But anyway, I just, I'm just so bad with like waiting for things. I have like zero. I mean, I'm a very patient person when it comes to the gym, but uh, I just don't have patience when it comes to content. I want the content immediately because I'm a content king. <laughs> you know, we're content kings. Um, well, Josh, I was listening to you. You said something comic, comic, and then uh, was Yaddle in that? Because that's kind of getting my Tales of the Jedi thoughts going. But that's was Yaddle be... in what? That's next week. That's next week. That's next week. The Yoda stuff. Oh, I haven't read it yet. Oh, okay. Okay, cool, 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 Duh. cool, 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 cool. Well, Duh. the episode we're covering, so we got, this is our penultimate episode. Um, episode 11, 12 episodes. It's... It's been a crazy ride, and we are covering Daughters of Ferrix, Daughter of Ferrix, um, which is episode 11 of, of Andor this week, and we're, we're getting to the, I would say almost every cast member hit this episode. Um, yeah. There isn't, like, for me, well, all right, there's a clear, like, that's so cool. Um, and I wish I'd watched it like on a bigger TV um, for, for, you know, the Luthan stuff mm-hmm. um, also makes like it, it, it makes no sense. Like, I don't know why they're making him like the Batman of Star Wars, but we'll get <laughs> to that um, in a little bit. But yeah, so this episode penultimate episode, and we're basically getting to the climax of every character um, and what's going to be happening with episode 12. Um, Everybody converging back on Ferrix, it would seem. 
Yeah. So I. Where 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 do you want to where do you want to go first? Um, I mean, I got the a StarWars.com. Um, what are they calling this? They're calling it Andor Analyzed. Five highlights from the episode eleven. Well, we did joke perhaps or make light of in the past two episodes. I did sort of uh, haphazardly be like, "Oh, Cassie's mom gonna blow herself up," and. I did actually believe that that was where this was going. It did seem like it was setting the stage for like, she was sick and she was very dedicated to this cause. And it maybe seemed like she wanted to give her life for that cause. And I did believe with this shows, it's kind of vibe and stuff that maybe what was going to end up happening was she was going to blow herself up to blow up some sort of Imperial office or something. I don't know. Now thinking about it, I'm like, that's, way too dark even for this show it's probably not gonna do that it's still dark like it is that well it's it is dark because i mean she's just dead we just show up and she's gone we don't see her go she's just dead we just find out we just are there with the droid kind of reckoning with it or also beautiful shot of that Droid whose names I'm forgetting, eye, um, little eye lens and stuff. Very, very it, effective it, scene. It is um, B, B two emo. That's the one. Yeah, B two emo. emo and emo and uh, Cassian's cool friend. Uh, Brasso conversation. Love Brazo. that scene. Really beautiful scene. Very well, sweet. Very, I don't know, sad but heartwarming. Well, it. it... The, the cool thing with this show is it takes different in film and applies them to Star Wars for the first time. So it, it takes a product that, you know, people are, they come to it for a, a specific reason. Stormtroopers, lightsabers, Jedi, Sith, whatever. And this show is like super refreshing because you have the, in this episode, they anthropomorphize B2 emo and you know he's it's like the equivalent of like a pet losing their owner and kind of talking through and kind of realizing that this functional you know droid or you know pet to merva um is going through a ton of things which was uh just gut-wrenching well, and, and the then fact that that b2 was already like we meet him already not in his prime Right. Like he yes. already needs to charge a lot. He's already so it is one of those like I mean, you, you make a very affecting comparison. It is sort of one of those things where it's like an older pet that also has older owners and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just like I was like, Oh my gosh, is this what people do when they like watch YouTube videos of like pets going to the graves of their owners and like uh, being unwilling to move on. Oh, it was gosh. just super, it was just like super, super sad. And then on top of that, like this Mervo th- stuff is I was thinking about grandparents or just parents who stay in their hometown and their kids go away to college. You know, mm-hmm. this is, this is what this looks like of, you know, um, if you have like a son that's away, um, not, you know, let's, let's say not, um, in prison, breaking out, um, just in general. Um, and Pete, you, know, you know a lot about this, having a son that's away. Did you just dox my son? <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, little dox Susco. Well, 
All right, good. You didn't you didn't say his real name, Kylo. Oh no, I did. Okay, so <laughs> oh, I could have sworn his name was Docs. And you said my last name. Oh, Josh, 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 Josh. Okay. Well, I'll. Uh, it's your week to edit. So, here's something. Yes. You bring up that it's sort of a, a a thing where they are taking real life things and filtering it through Star Wars. And this is like a Star Wars version of stuff, or that Star Wars is still kind of doing its own version of real life sorts of things. There's this podcast I listen to that I really enjoy called with Gorley and Russ. As these two comedians, Matt Gorley and Paul Rust, and they go over they they watch horror movies together and they talk about them for a very long time. And I never watch any of the movies, but I like both of these gentlemen very much, and so I like listening to the podcast. And I was listening to an episode today. And they mentioned Andor, and they were talking about, at the time of the recording, it was only the first two episodes that were out, but the guy was like, I think this is going to be an incredible show. And he was saying that he compared it to Winter Soldier, which is, if you know, if you've listened to or heard or discussed Winter Soldier at all, there's definitely that take of like, oh, it's like a 70s political thriller, but like a Marvel movie. And his old take was like, no, it's a Marvel movie, though. Like, it's definitively a Marvel movie. Like, you're not going to watch The Winter Soldier and mistake it for a 70s political thriller. It has mm-hmm. some of that vibe to it, but it's a Marvel movie at its core. And they were saying that Andor seems like the opposite, where it does have this sort of, like, paranoid thriller. And it just, like, those are the bones of it. The bones of this aren't Star Wars. The bones of this are, you know, the political thriller. And it just, it has, like, Star Wars dressing on it. You know, it's not like... Yeah, I would agree with that. Which, yeah, and I, I think I think I hadn't thought of it that way, but I think that that really succinctly explains the enjoyment we've been getting out of this show. I think I have sort of talked around, like, I've mentioned, like, oh, this is just good, and I forget it's Star Wars, which is true. I mean, during that prison break, you know, it's just, it's just gone that it's Star Wars. It's gone that it's Star Wars. It's gone that there's lightsabers. It's gone that it's the Force. It's just good. It's just like, whatever is happening, I'm loving, it, and I'm very invested, and, you've, you know... It looks like Star Wars for sure, but yeah, I, I thought that that was a, a very apt take. Well, I think that's one of the things that um, Tony Gilroy, the show, the showrunner, has kind of hit on it a bunch of times. Is you know he wants it to be this thriller that happens to be set in Star Wars, mm-hmm. and you know at the start of this, it kind of kind of sounds pretentious, um, but no, I mean yeah, there's definitely a wrong way to do that there's definitely a version of this that is like kind of pretentious mm-hmm. and kind of like because i never i don't think that this is a show that denigrates star wars either this isn't a show that's too good for star wars and is like begrudgingly Star Wars. i mean there's perhaps an argument to be made about like gonna put freaking aliens in the show or what but it's not like oh i'm actually smarter than star wars i'm reading think. a quote right now um, from Collider, where they interviewed him, Tony Gilroy, and asked, why aren't there more aliens? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> because, you know, there's two big aliens in this one. Yeah, they um, are so ugly. Oh, my gosh. And apparently that's not... This is, I mean, this is their first big moment, but apparently these were in uh, Rogue One. Yeah. Um, they're called Coretians. Uh, and they kind of have the voice of... Um, oh, my gosh. Um, Pong Krell and Dex, whose race uh, we're gonna kill it in trivia when we oh, do this. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Pong Krell, yeah, yeah, yeah. Forearms, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I they kind of had the voice 
um caricature of that but anyway um tony gilroy um at, was asked the question like why are only humans in the prison um of narkina 5 and he and, he, and here's the quote in some places people were saying oh why is narkina 5 all humans well i don't know how you would work eight different varieties of you know um, body parts or whatever I mean, it has to be that way. A system like that, maybe there's Narkina 2 where there's different things. We're probably a little bit shy about it because it's such a behavioral show. And most of our principles are in this particular world. And certainly the M Empire doesn't have a surplus of aliens on their side. So that was his explanation for a part of why there are no aliens. I mean, in... long-winded long maybe are kind of being around the bush, but the, I do think that that is like a decently compelling argument. The fact that like... Narkina 5 is clearly a factory. Like, those people in that factory are cogs. They aren't human anymore. They're just part of that machine. And that machine requires specific parts. And that's two legs and two hands with thumbs that can work this stupid machine day in and day out. So, I, I mean, yeah. that's, not, that's not a bad point. Well, and we also see that um, in... This is a reference. Fallen Order, right? Where they're... Um, enslaving the Wookiees on Kashyyyk, right? Like those Wookiees can do a specific thing that yeah. humans cannot. They're, you know, all also happen to be there to like extract those natural resources. But um, yeah, it, I, I mean, I think the bigger slam on them is like the lack of aliens in these different cities. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just all predominantly humans. But that's, I mean, that's a criticism that it's not unique in that criticism of of this of disney plus star wars tv shows you know it's 95 percent human um when that is not the case in like and uh, the cartoons for example yeah yeah for sure and but i mean then like i'm thinking back on the original trilogy though and it's like yeah there's c3po there's chewbacca there's yoda but like there isn't there's there's never been like a huge abundance of like major alien characters i feel like in the prequels maybe slightly more but even in the prequels you're mostly following you know amkan obi-wan padme palpatine dooku you know but yeah there i mean yeah there is a lack of aliens in here but i mean because i if he were to come out and just say look i wanted to be more grounded yeah i mean all right fine i get it I mean, that seems like it's probably the right. The real answer seems like we want money. it to be more grounded or we wanted to spend our money on something else, especially since this is they have now debunked. They apparently have used the volume for this show. They didn't just not use it at all. But I mean, this is a show that traveled. This is a show that went on locations. This is a show that seems pretty clearly to have some pretty nice sets. Um, so maybe that was just where they wanted the money to go in lieu of you know, a bunch of aliens or whatever. <laughs> okay. So, um, I guess we can just talk about the aliens for a little bit. So the two, the two aliens names that Cass and Melchi <laughs> get absolutely <laughs> annihilated by, which I find to be just hilarious. You love a good um, clowning. They were, their names are choo -doo -doo -doo, Dewey and Freedy. And they're, they're Caridians and, there was another one named Sicide Ock, who was part of Saw Gerrera's band. So when you do that rewatch, you're gonna have to uh, have your eyes out for 
obviously two tubes, which um, oh, there's well, which one? Um, Benthos or Endos? The the two tubes that who well, who's the two tubes in this episode? They don't say. I know okay. I I can't tell them apart uh, by sight. I can't remember if they're actually identical or not. They are like egg mates, per Pablo Hidalgo's Visual Dictionary of Rogue One. Uh, I did wow, love Luthan clowning two tubes. Oh, I'm going to oh. kill a trivia, and I'm going to freaking kill at the Rogue One character contest that I won from the Doughboys years ago, where I just named Rogue One characters, because I like that movie, and I read a visual dictionary. It's not that freaking hard. Never been paid my freaking due. Ugh. That was when Twitter died. All of this <laughs> is just long, dormant side effects of me not getting what I'm owed. For winning the Rogue One character contest. Well, huh. so that um, Luthen saw moment. I think you're. I think you were getting closer to your prediction of saws the event that had saw lose like his ability to breathe mm-hmm. is going to be shown on this show. I think that's a very uh, safe prediction to make. Yeah, um, cool. Though I and I hesitate anything. Okay, speculation based on something I swear that I read in the past. I guess there's like a snowball's chance in Mustafar that it could come to pass next week. Probably not. But if that's something that concerns you, do go ahead and fast forward a minute. But I remember reading back in the day that the idea was that Saw Gerrera eventually got clowned by Darth Vader. And that that is what led to all his injuries and stuff. I don't remember where I read that or who said that. I feel like it was Filoni or someone involved with the animation side of things. But I don't know. But that doesn't seem like that's going to happen next week. But I kind of want that to be the story. For the character. But I don't necessarily want that to be the story for this show. Because I don't know that it fits. But in the back of my mind, I did always have that squirreled away. For at some point, there's that confrontation. So I don't know. Who knows? We'll find out tomorrow. Yeah. Crazy yeah. to think about. Crazy now, to think about. Do you remember the memorable line Saw Gerrera said in this episode? Because I certainly didn't until I read this. Do where you they have me, dear boy. Um, after, you know, they have this disagreement, you know, are we going to let this guy die? Um, Greeter or whatever his name is. Um, yes, no. Are you going to let me die? Yes, no. And then after they both agree, you know, just let these like 31 men die. Um, Sagre sums it up best with let's call it war. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah. Did not hit as much as they um, wanted, wanted I, w- I would imagine. I don't know. I mean, that both of Forrest Whitaker and Selma's Gardner's scenes together in the show so far have been fantastic. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, I, thought, I thought it was a good scene, but you're right. I mean, I didn't remember that quote off the top of my head. But then it's also, I mean, I'm watching this show so voraciously when I watch it. Like, I'm not watching it to talk about it in a way that I can with some other shows, maybe, because I'm just like, I have to, I, I'm at the edge of my seat for this show. Like, moment to moment, I'm dying to know what happens. So I'm, you know... I am perpetually waiting for the other shoe to drop. So maybe, maybe I'm sure upon a rewatch that moment will hit a little harder. And I do, I do really think 
particularly over the holidays, maybe when I've got some time off, I, I definitely anticipate rewatching this entire show. Maybe like arc an arc a day or something like that. But oh man, I'm enjoying well, this so much. And I, it's, I'm just there's a bunch of this episode that is coming up in my my mind of like I can't believe that that was in this episode, like that Luthen stuff where you know he's like a classic rebels episode where you know he's about to get caught and then mm-hmm. these dolts are like oh this is good practice and then he just annihilates everybody um with all of these like gadgets and gizmos i mean it's they're trying to say he's batman i mean they're yeah. just they're just they're they're just doing that these countermeasures and this like i mean there's so many cool things in his decked out ship that's just like why do these not exist in other ships um, well, you have to imagine he's probably, you know, probably got some money squirreled away or something. Well, you know, we if everyone the... had him, be cheap or whatever. Well, we don't know how long Mon Mothma's been in the fight because she was telling mm-hmm. Vel, and, you know, there's that whole interesting um, discussion about Shandrilla um, and their religion, which is separate. But, you know, she was saying she funneled away a thousand a month for Luthen. Mm-hmm. Sorry, a hundred thousand credits a month. So, you know, that's at least a million credits if she's doing it for a year, um, space year. So, who knows how much money this is him, or how much it's being funneled by Mon Mothma or his other his other um, pursuits? Because also, he has how many million credits from their heist? Oh yeah, a lot. I can't remember hundred hundreds of millions, I believe. Right, because when when Vel and I'm I'm curious what's going to happen to Vel um, has that conversation with Mon Mothma of like how much how much are you short four hundred thousand credits right like that's probably where her story arc is going to go is she's going to confront Luthen for that money and something's going to happen is like her well, priority it goes from I well, it's, it's it's it'll be curious where her priority is is it to Cinta or is it to um her cousin and her um niece of you know protecting them yeah yeah because even that conversation was gutting of you know her being in it over her head realizing what's happening and then you get to that you know saying without saying it of she agreed to that marriage proposal for her kid mm-hmm. which is also just like gutting on top of that of you know uh we're not close there's this thing that I morally disagree with um, of being like a religious zealot, but no. You know, did you get that she had agreed to it? I didn't get that she had agreed to it. Oh, that's that was my understanding. Is that's her? She or she is going to agree to it because that's mm-hmm. her only way out. Gotcha. Yeah, that was that was my the my takeaway. Yeah. Um, but he she Vel doesn't know that it's to this like you know slime slimy banker's kid so yeah she just knows that um she needs money and that might be enough to activate vel so that maybe. yeah maybe yeah. yeah i don't know i don't know time will tell but we're going back to Ferrex. That seems pretty much inarguable. Everyone is going back to Ferrex, except for Mon Mothma, I guess. Mon, uh, yes, that that is correct. Um, and uh, I think a lot of stuff's going to blow up. And yeah. 
there's gonna be a lot of bodies and we know Cassian's gonna make it out of it but um and speaking of things we know from rogue one uh i really like i remember melchie because Cassian says melchie he uses his name in rogue one and everything melchie oh interesting so i i really like because in rogue one you know all he does is say his name they never like shake hands or whatever he calls his name over the radio so i mean for all intents and purposes it's it's too otherwise unrelated characters and i love finding out here that they have like a pretty intense history i mean they were in prison together for months they escaped prison together melchie unbeknownst to him was there when Cassie found out his mom died like they've got a major history yeah and i just kind of it's interesting to find that out because i guess it's sort of like offhandedly finding out that like Bib Fortuna and Max Revo had 200 plus episodes of a podcast together once. Um, I, I relate it more to that whole <laughs> wedge and snap Wexley. It's kind of like, Oh God. You know, you have this, you have this reference you have from these dumb book, sorry, these cool books. And then, you know, you see it here. But, I mean, obviously the show did a, a significantly better job of explaining all of this. Buddy, one um, of the questions at Trivia? Yeah. What was the name of the planet where Snap Wexley died? Really? Yeah. And uh, I take it a lot of people didn't get that right? They never said how many people got each question right. But I do think that, that I knew that and that I knew one other thing. There were two episode nine questions. And I do think maybe people struggle with those or are likely to struggle with those a little more. Maybe I don't know. Like I got, I knew them both right away and no one on my team knew them. Mm -hmm. So I do. I, yeah, I do wonder, I do wonder. Now, did you give this like shrug or this big sigh and they looked at you like they touched with their head, looking at you like an alien because one, you knew it was Exegol and you also knew who snap Lexi was. Because I would have also been like, actually, Snip Wexley's mom. She was the, the she was the Tie Fighter. No, she was the Y Wing pilot in Episode Six. I mean, I it think, gave her PTSD. That's why she went to this planet. I think they definitely kid. got a kick out of me. I did, of course, have to go on a rant about you know Snap Wexley. Oh wow! <laughs> All right, what? Well. That's never happened before. Two hundred plus episodes in. Oh man! Oh All right. my god! Uh, minute fifty. Oh boy! Okay. <laughs> now, oh, wow. If I had to guess, like if we had a conversation off mic of what would have been the thing that was your undoing, Snap wow. actually would have been like maybe not my immediate one, but it would have been like oh, five. Man, it would have definitely been like top five. Sure. Oh wow! A lot of so a lot of firsts. So this this was the turn that you wanted to make with the podcast. I guess so. yeah. This is our big <laughs> this is our big moment. Oh brother! Well, at least it's my week to edit. Um, wow. No, I did. I think. I mean, my team did get a kick out of me ranting about how much I I dislike Snap Wexley. Uh, but yeah, they didn't know that. And then the other one was, what is the language C three PO is forbidden to translate by New Republic decree? Um, interesting. Okay. And Pete, do you know? Um, I can hear you googling it. No, I'm not googling it. I mean, I the word Sith is coming up in in, in my. Uh huh. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. In your in your 
little bar that you type the question into. Oh, but what's the is there a specific name for the language or is it just the no, Sith just, language? Yeah. 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 He's banned by New Republic Decree. Duh. Makes sense. Makes sense. I just did operating system so I could play Pokemon, so it's probably the same thing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The same um, thing. The last note I have is that uh, the phone call Carnage gets from his little bu- buddy back on. Oh, uh, that was Barrett. so good. That yeah, was so it was like, good. It was like listening to our podcast. But it, I, like I said, it, it. I mean, other than Mira, which I mean, she didn't have a lot to work with. You know, she was setting the trap. Um, she did a she you know, she's very good at phone calls and telling them what to do. Um every episode hit i mean even carnage right like he's gonna show up probably do something real stupid and allow people to um get away i keep thinking that this is kind of like um there's this character in rebels from season one or season two callus agent callus that has that shit whole series he's in the whole series okay um i keep thinking it's gonna be like a, a callous moment of switching with the carnage Interesting. i have no i have no reason to believe that other than like it there's just so many negative things he's he's experienced with the empire that you know he he could make the change but i'm i assume he's just gonna be a stooge that seems like oh you and then you know blast away could be it could be but then it's also like i wonder i'm waiting for any any big kind of franchise to do this beat and in the lord of the rings books there's like an ending after the ending go figure or like in the in the lord of the rings books when they get back to hobbiton after defeating sauron after the great evil has vanquished Either Saruman or Grimma Worm Tongue, I think Saruman, is back at at Hobbiton, at the Shire, and has, like, taken over the Shire. And there's that happening. And it's sort of like, after the major evil, there's this minor evil that still exists. And it w- part of me is, like, w- would very much enjoy, like, big giant imperial force, big giant display, edge of our seats. Everybody makes it out. It's okay. And then at that point is when Carnage pops up and makes his little move, like a little pipsqueak that he is. Um, but I don't know. I doubt that'll happen. But we'll find out tomorrow. Yeah. Um, well, I have to go you know, edit the uh, swear word out of our podcast. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So we, I mean, we, this is going to be, we know what our basically our last three episodes of 2022 are. Um, well, we'll see. It depends on how quickly I read that book. Yeah, that well, book, well, the High Republic will either be the last episode before we go on break, or the first episode back from break. And we're we're certainly going to also we'll talk about Tales of the Jedi because yeah, uh, definitely have stuff to talk about. Well, uh, hit us up poboyspodcast at gmail dot com. Um, join our Patreon if you want the unedited version of this episode. Yes, if you want to hear what I said. Um, other than that see you next week bye hey oh boys wow yeah po boys I had this party I had this party not so long ago and for this party I got got saltines nice sort of as a joke you ever had one of these freaking saltines
that was my childhood. Saltines. Oh my gosh. Can't get Salt. enough of this stuff. And it's like what? It was like three bucks and you got like a yeah, hundred of them? A hundred. <laughs> it actually probably is a hundred, if not more. If there's not four, more. There's four. I think it might be more. And don't mind, I'm eating saltines. My dog is loudly lapping up water. Whoop. This is a great podcast. I got well, one more to also, go. My my pup is also here, but he's quiet and he's trained, and that's because you know he's he's a veteran. You know, I'm I'm actually uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to tell it from the pictures, but I'm actually older than Josh, and you know that's where the age that age difference comes across <laughs> is that kind of seasoned veteran, um, not not chomping on saltines. Not hearing the pop up in the background. What are you going on about? Built different. Well, well, Josh. About 28 servings per container. Serving size is five crackers. <laughs> I would go. What, I have to. I, I have to say, crackers? I went over that by one cracker every day through middle school because oh, I would God. get. So I get. Good. I get six saltine crackers with um, peanut butter. Then I'd have some carrots and celery, a yogurt, and then that would be my mm. lunch for about nine years. Also explains how lith I was until I learned about... What was that work? Lith? What? Oh. Okay. Leith? You think it's leith? Light? <laughs> Didn't realize that was the other option. <laughs> All right, Pete. No, you're um, you're hey, you're the old fogey, you know, Pete knows best. But now I'm mega swole from all of my um, uh, you know, buy tries, um, you know, lifting weights, carrying weights from one side of the gym to the other side of the gym, pulling yeah, stuff, up, pushing stuff. Pull them, you know, push them, twist them, bop it. Push, pushing it. the body to its utter well pushing my body to its limits which and for pulling some my people, body to its limit. for millions and millions of people they can't do what i do <clears throat> they can't they can't physically do it pete is of course referring to the dead <laughs> um but as we know through star wars the dead speak the dead speak so which well dang really a missed opportunity for last week's episode but we're I'm not gonna we're not gonna get into Andor in case someone's listening to this who hasn't watched Andor because this is not about Andor. This is not Diego Boys. This is Tales of the Po Boys. The Tales of the Po Boys. What are you Star Warsing this week? I the Star Warsing I've been doing this week is just seeing that Star Warsing is on the horizon. Mm. Yeah. I mean I, I looked and I saw, oh, that's Star Star Warsing's on the horizon. Oh, that Star Wars is on the horizon. Let's give a sh- let's give a special shout out though, and no, can't we, wait. we we can talk about it on this pod because of the people that listen, I feel like oh, it's your mom's um, half of them. All right, I feel like half of them are haters and half of them um, are fans. But I saw um, Ryan Johnson's Glass Onion. Yeah. Which I'm not going to do spoilers because theaters, I right? yeah, I did I see I saw it literally the last showing yeah the last last showing because it had this gimmick which I still have not seen an interview justifying why it's like this um 
but they only showed it in theaters for one week. And Ryan Johnson it's a Netflix of Netflix movie. Okay. Netflix wants people to watch it on Netflix, but Netflix also wants it to be eligible to potentially win Academy Awards and the like. So it has to be in theaters. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Um, Very sneaky. What'd you think about it? I loved it. Mm-hmm. I I had such a great time watching yeah. that movie. Yeah, it was a great and time with the movies. I don't know if this is like the new thing because it's it's also kind of messed up. Like honestly, and I feel bad telling this to the listeners, um, because I hate giving you advice that you can't then go and actually <laughs> implement. I'm gonna double down on the advice he's about to give, though. <laughs> yeah. This it was a movie to me. It was a movie made for the movie theater, and yet it was only there for a week. Yeah, I mean, it was, I mean it was... it's not. You know, I don't think like you're gonna. There are other movies that I feel like are louder, bigger, more bombastic examples of like something to see in a theater, mm-hmm. but. Like particularly being in it with with a uh, with an audience, this is a movie to watch with an audience. I think. I think. Oh, yeah. You the the difference between watching this in a theater versus watching it at home is less than the uh, difference between watching it by yourself and watching it in an audience. Be that friends or family at home or an audience in a theater. But it is it was a very great. Like I'm I'm so glad I saw it in the theater. Oh, I I am. Um, I had to change. I mean, we actually were recording and we i had to change our recording you were kind enough to record on a different yeah i loved it um so that you could accommodate that for me to go see it so i i appreciate you josh um for doing that but here here so as some context if you know you have no idea what we're talking about this is glass onion is the sequel to knives out ryan johnson director uh, ep- um, episode eight, Last Jedi. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I just knew Dave Bautista auditioned for Force Awakens. That's that was my connection. To is that Wars. actually true? I believe it is. Well, he 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 auditioned for a Star Wars project. I don't know if it was Force Awakens or Rogue One, but it was one of the early Disney Star Wars projects. He mentioned auditioning. He would have been good. In Ro- he would have he would have been good in Rogue One. He, I mean, he'd be good at anything. He's but, good at um, everything. Well, here's something, um, and we can we can move on from the Glass Onion. Did you guess the murderer, the the murderer before it was revealed? I don't really try that hard. <laughs> I, yeah, it wasn't really okay. my priority. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I I did not. And um, listeners, in a couple of weeks, you're gonna be real embarrassed for me uh, <laughs> when when that does come out. But okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I didn't think I this this time I went into it being like, all right, I'm gonna figure out how this is a little bit oh, earlier yeah, yeah. than that because it's, I, I mean it's a murder mystery if it were a, a a lesser film i think i would have been more invested like a good film but not a great film i probably st- would have been more invested in who done it but i mean i was just having so much fun that i i didn't even my my intellectual brain was was not at the forefront i was just like having fun enjoying myself and like it's like the first time i watched force awakens when luke skywalker showed up at the end i forgot that dude even existed really and this was oh yeah oh yeah i totally forgot he was a thing because i was just so like invested in what was going on and this was similar to like it just 
it was a good looking movie and the performances were excellent and it was very funny so i was in the dialogue was excellent so i was just more wrapped up in that and wasn't really spending too much time trying to trying to figure out who did it but we shouldn't go too too far into this because i don't want to yeah yeah yeah. so uh, i mean ruin anything for anyone yeah but. so so for me before we get to before we get to you which i assume is a little bit more detailed in star warsing this week um i mean we have set dates for the mandalorian coming out we have set dates oh, yeah. for, for bad batch coming out so um we are going to take a brief hiatus but it's only going to be like a few weeks if i if Ugh, i see this, see this timing this, this timing correctly and we're gonna have to figure out because i'm a big i'm a big um mando guy and i know that you hear big uh bad batch guys so we're gonna have to figure out which of these we're gonna do it at at, at, at once because i don't think we're gonna do both of them at the same time it's not bad batch with january mandalorian is march um no uh mandalorian here mandalorian um it's march 1st. is it looks like it's march 1st so there's gonna be some dueling some dueling dates because we'll see we've thought there's gonna be dueling dates before but, I know he had a grand old scheme, and I'm still going to use, I think, that same scheme if we have dueling dates again, depending on how deep into it it goes. But okay, but uh, but just so you're just so you're, if if you were concerned about good old Josh and Pete, the content kings will be back in 2023, probably. Yeah. Uh, so, so so Josh, what what was your Star Wars in this week? Uh, we got a lot of important things to go over. Let's see. Did you so new trailer for new Andy, Indiana Jones movie came out? It's Lucasfilm. That. In case it. you forgot that Lucasfilm does anything else, <laughs> well then, not much to talk about there. Um, and Willow. Oh yeah, Willow <laughs> came out. <laughs> yep. I I mean, look, I haven't watched the movie, and I don't watch the show. I, you know, I'm sure it's great. A lot of talented people involved. Like the cast looks awesome. Maybe I'll watch the movie one day. I don't know. Uh, I got enough on my plate. Leave me alone. Um, the more embarrassing thing is, is you and I for content watched that Ewok movie, multiple yep. Ewok movies. And no, I, just the one. Just the one. I think it's two, right? No, it's just it's, the one. Okay. There are two. We only did one. I mean, if you went on your own and watched the second one, you know, forced me with you. I don't, think I, watched, you, I, don't but... think I watched. I don't. I think I only watched Mace once. Yeah. But we did that instead of watching Will, and I assume. That our lives are worse off because we watch the Ewok movie. Yeah, but we've never done an episode on something that's not Star Wars. True. True, true, true. We've never done like other Lucasfilm stuff in general. We've touched on other stuff. We talk about Marvel every now and again, but you know, we talk about Ryan Johnson movie, but we've only the the primary subject of any given episode has only ever been Star Wars. I don't see the need to change that now. Particularly now we're not doing it every week. Uh, Indiana Jones in the Dial of Destiny believe is called hmm. um now look Isle of destiny yeah it has mm. maz mickelson in it oh has a dh harrison ford in it jalen urso right. fine guess we're doing this again um yeah i don't know i'd be curious i'm i mean phoebe we're Waller not gonna have Bridge, an for a while so. boyd holbrook antonio banderas what is this movie? I tell you what, I'll, I'll keep going when you're done. Oh my gosh, look at this. Who else is... Shanette R- Renee Wilson, who I, I don't know who that is. 
nobody is replacing Indy. Director shoots down rumors. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Okay. Interesting. Um, Josh, sorry to interrupt. I was just in my own Indiana Jones world. Um, so what what other Star Wars have you been doing? I'm not done yet. So nice. had you seen the Indiana Jones trailer, it would have been interesting to talk about that. Um, I mean, we can talk about it in the next episode we record, but that'll be in a while. I was kind of underwhelmed. But I got also big caveat. Look, we are living in a post Creed 3 trailer world. It's not just any old trailer going to cut it anymore. So I will give Indiana Jones and Dial of Destiny. I I will give it that. I'm not. Perhaps. No. Had I watched this several months ago, maybe I would have been more invested. But look, you seen the trailer for Creed 3? It's not just any trailer going to cut it anymore. Um, I don't know. I feel like I have to go see the new Indiana Jones opening night because the first movie I ever went to like a midnight showing up on Thursday was the last Indiana Jones movie. Mm-hmm. So I guess there's some sort of continuity there to maintain for them to have something to write about in my obituary or whatever. But um, <laughs> don't worry, I, I got I got you covered. Oh, buddy, if I'm dead, you are in big trouble. Um, yeah. So Indiana Jones thing, and well, then... here, here's something. Here's something that I I looked at, and I'll at least comment on that um, as somebody that has watched the, the trailer. Is the first thing I lo- went to look at the cast after you know we were talking about this. Cast looks great. Cast, I actually have a notable snub. So, mm-hmm. and that is, um, I was just watching um, everything everywhere all at once with a good one, Jonathan oh, yeah. with yeah. Jonathan Kikwan, mm-hmm. and he plays Short Round in Temple of Doom, the second Indiana Jones movie, and. I mean, he's fantastic. He was, he was, it was so cool seeing him back in on the big screen. He's, I mean, one of the highlights. I mean, Michelle, yeah, I mean, that whole movie's so great. Yeah, movie's incredible. But I I think he deserves, like, I I think he should be a very strong contender for best supporting actor. He's so, so good. I mean, that, that's the performance of the year for me is his performance in that movie, just by virtue of how it, broke me down as a human being but in have, a very good way in a very good way because there there is um john reese davies is in it uh it looks like yep he has a voiceover during the trailer and here's because here's my other thing is like okay he got a hat he got a whip he got a bag sometimes how what what is indiana jones whole deal was his vibe what could you name me a characteristic of Indiana Jones, a personality trait of Indiana Jones. Yeah. Divorced dad. There you go. Is, is I'm getting these like, uh, it's like Blade Runner 2049 sorts of vibes where like the trailer very much gives him like this monologue. Like he gets us a monologue in the trailer that is very much like his monologue in force awakens where he's all like, it's true. All of it. It's a similar sort of like, I'm a legacy character. I have thoughts and opinions and they've changed and I'm older now and yada yada. But I'm like, I don't know. I barely like I've watched all the Indiana Jones movies plenty. I don't know. Is he like a guy that is the same with Harrison Ford and Blade Runner? I was like, I don't care. Like, who is Rick Deckard? I saw him for like one movie, but he's not. I don't know. What are his is it's like the uh, Ethan Hunt from Mission Impossible. 
that's just Tom Cruise. Like, there's no, he doesn't have any, like, characteristics. Like, if you were, like, describing something, like, oh, yeah, he hangs off of an airplane. Right. But, like, other than that, what is he when he's sitting alone in a dark room, right? I don't know. I don't know. He's like a, he's like a cool Again, nerd. We live know, in a like close three three trailer world. He 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 is like the kind of model for all of these like professors in their twenties and thirties that like go to climbing gyms after and like like they're they're like we this is this is this movie's for them. This movie's for the the young intellectual. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is for the young intellectual. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, okay. I mean, I'm sure you know James Mangold's great director, great cast. I haven't seen I think, his stuff. I think I just so showed I up with a with bad that. attitude because it's one of these like, once again, very nostalgic, very over dramatic sorts of trailers, which it was always going to be. I don't know. I think I just, the trailer just didn't blow me away. Is all. I don't mean to. I don't mean to yuck anyone's yum. I'm sure it'll be an exciting movie. I'm gonna go opening night, but yeah, I didn't. It didn't um, blow me away. More importantly, in Star Wars news, news, um, Poe boys, your raft has arrived. <laughs> you saw too. I actually, Jump I actually, in. I took a couple screenshots. I haven't watched it yet. This is live narration. Okay, twenty two. You did your thing. The people loved it. The people did love it. Old me. Um, let's see here. This takes a long, long time. Oh, this is okay. Yeah, created always... one thousand four hundred and seventy-one minutes of new content. Yeah, that's more than eighty-one percent of 81%. other creators in the TV and film category. You hear that, Spielberg? I looked up. I looked up how many hours Scorsese, that is too. I know how many hours that is. More than 81% of creators in all of television and film, all of Hollywood, anyone who makes movies, television, 80% of them, we did more content than them. More than Mandalorian, for sure. 100%. And just just to... Oh, good. That is... Andor. That is a full 24 and a half hours of content. That is a day of content. (laughs) A day of our lives. Doing this... (laughs) stinking thing you can't hear us but we're clapping right now oh thanks spotify i know oh Um, my gosh dang one episode really grabbed listeners attention can you guess your number one (laughs) he really couldn't it was episode hold on uh 183 bobo boys chapter one from january 5th the first episode of the year (laughs) Oh, wait, no, these are options. I'm supposed to guess them. Oh, um, I know. episode 200, 200 tips, July 7th. 200 tips, or tips, tips. episode 202, Diego Boys, Aldani. I'm going to guess Aldani. Not quite. Try again, 200 tips. Not quite. Try again. Oh, great. It was, in fact, the first episode we released this whole freaking year. We yeah. started on top, and we plummeted to the bottom. Well, no, 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 no. 164% more streams than your average episode. How is there a 164% disparity between any episodes we're releasing? We don't... Oh, my gosh. 
Oh, yeah, I'm going to share this story. I'll get right on that. Let's see what we got up here now. Slide three of uh, 60. Your podcast loves to travel. Oh, that's nice. That's very nice. These things take so long to tell me what they're going to tell me. And all right. Well, the interesting no, 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 thing. No, no, no. Okay. I okay. sat through your okay. past thing. It's my time okay. now. You better buckle <laughs> well, up. Your it's top our country time. is United States. Oh, could have fooled me. Where to next year? Hmm. I'm going to guess the United States again. Something magical happens between May 29th and July 4th. You had 114% more listeners compared to your average week between May 29th and June 4th. And I'm just going to go back and that look was, at the uh, calendar here. Yeah, that oh, was well, our celebration, celebration coverage. Yeah. Yep. Star celebration. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. There are actually 114. Okay. What are Pool Boys listeners like exactly? This can only be bad news. They're huge. They're huge <laughs> and swole. Calculating listeners' personality. Your listener podcast personality is, is I, I can't. Re- I'm it's the enthusiast. The enthusiast. The enthusiast. The enthusiasts, your your listeners are super fans. When their favorite podcast releases a new episode, they're among the first to know, going above and beyond to show their support. Go fool me! Oh, brother! I'll tell you what. I'm not going to tell you about our 2023 plans, but this this category is a definitely well, going to freaking change. <laughs> I wish I could see the other category options. Have you been working out? It's asking me. Always I'm doing it right now. Your podcast saw a lot of gains this year. 423% more hours, 307% more streams, 43% more follows, 37% more listeners. Well, all of this is because we switched to Anchor and Spotify. And this is only Spotify, so this is not like right. other downloads on Anchor. So like we have more downloads and stuff on on like you know if you yeah totally we through, have a bunch of downloads if you li- we have like downloads on downloads but um i think we only got on anchor in like 2020 it's yeah near, near the end so also this is a percentage based off of us switching in like november of 2020 <laughs> <laughs> we're so. a we're a top 10 podcast for eight fans and i'll mm-hmm. remind me pete you have three siblings two families two 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 you have three siblings your mom you have your dad you have your son you have your dog that's seven oh and then you so that's eight spotify family is seven seven fans and we're a number one podcast for five fans i'm gonna tell you what i listen to podcasts through stitcher we are not on stitcher I we could will be. only listen to our podcast on Spotify when I am trying to find out uh, what number Roman numeral I have to put in when I'm editing and I accidentally hit play or in a previous episode when I accidentally said swear word and I had to edit it out and then I had to listen on Spotify and make sure I actually edited it out. So I'm pretty sure I'm one of the five <laughs> fans for a number one podcast for. Um, I will say... When and this doesn't happen very often because I'm very um, comfortable in my in my my own skin. I do listen to the podcast sometimes, and I'm like, "Am I this good at podcasting?" Oh no! 
And so um, I, I I have listened. I probably listened to every fourth or fifth episode for a little You're bit. You're out of your mind. Yeah. Um, because people just love hearing their, themselves. I mean, everybody knows you love hearing yourself talk. Uh-huh. But always, thank you for sharing your podcast with the world. You're welcome. We'll see what you have to say next year around makes this no, time. Makes no sense. Don't you pay for Spotify? Speaking of sharing, we made something special for you. What is it? Is it a gift card? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you think it's a gift card? Huh. Um, This little card displays our stats is not nearly as cool as our personal Spotify year-end um, baseball cards. Yeah. All right. Well, um, that was great. Thank you for sharing that, Josh. And thank oh, you. But of course, thank you to the fans too. All seventeen of you. Yeah. That... While I still can, thank you, fans. Um. No, Josh is definitely coming back. Enjoy it while it lasts. My thanks. That is. <laughs> uh, and feel free to shoot us an email. Poetspodcast@gmail.com. We are emotionally available. For now, Enjoy that. freaking last twenty twenty two emotionally available. Hmm. Freaking eat your heart out while you still can. Well, this is actually an episode that, and let's get let's get into it. Um, this is an episode that I've been wanting to do um, for a while, and this is some of our mutual favorite Star Wars. So this this week in our tales over the year we're going to be covering um the di- the of the jedi which was an anthology miniseries based off of clone wars um that dave filoni put together there's <laughs> six mini episodes um three that are for soka three that are for count dooku they were all written by Dave Filoni, um, except for one episode. I don't know if you're aware of that. Um, there's like a, a writing team that I'm not familiar with their work wrote one of the episodes, which we can get into. Um, how do you how do you how do you want to talk about this? Just hit what w- um, one character, then talk about the other character. You want to go episode by episode? It's freaking shoot for the moon. Um. Well, I guess let's talk about it and don't mind my dog moaning uh, as if she is sick of hearing me talk. Me too. Um, I think let's talk about the format of it in general, maybe, and our thoughts on that. It is like mini episodes, but I think these are like longer than most episodes of Visions or like like they're they're pretty substantial. I wouldn't compare this to Visions, but yeah, I'm talking about runtime wise. A runtime. Okay. Like this is not like a, a Pixar short at the beginning of a movie or whatever. Like no, it's no, 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 like no. fifteen it, minutes most episodes, I think. Yeah, and I mean, uh, there's, there's a, there's um, a, hmm, how, how, how am I going to say this? There's a clear storyline that they they take the time to go through it. They're not like zooming through everything. Like they, the shorts. I mean, you, you always want more from certain characters and stuff, but um, it is, it is certainly, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't really, I don't really know where I'm going from there, 
But um, oh, weird. Yeah. What did you think of them? Because you watched this by character, correct? Yeah, I watched because as it as it is listed or, or as it is available to you on on Disney Plus, it goes essentially in, in continuity order order within the canon within the Star Wars universe. The events occur as they do, even though it's two stories. They're split up by when they occur. So you have one Ahsoka episode, then all three Count Dooku episodes, and then two Ahsoka episodes. Uh, what what was your decision making process in watching them by character rather than how God intended you to watch them? Well, I didn't have enough time to watch all of them. Um, I would say what it's probably like an hour fifteen of content. Yeah, sounds about right. Hour thirty. Hour thirty. Um, so I only had time to watch all of them. And whereas Ahsoka is my, you know, of the two of characters, I'm significantly more invested in Ahsoka, and it's more interesting. I just didn't need a prequel, like a a birth story of Ahsoka. So I watched the first three um, Dooku's um, before before doing that. But you watched everything together. How? You said, "What was that? Your God intended?" Mm-hmm. Okay, I I wouldn't. I just call him Dave, but I guess some people in the Star Wars community call him that. Um, which goes it goes Ahsoka, two do um three do. No, yeah, I already said that. Don't worry. And then two two Ahsoka, yeah. Well, let's well let's start. Well, which one do you want to do first? Here's all right. Here's what I'm going to throw out, mm-hmm. right? Okay. I think if we're comparing three episodes to three episodes, like on the whole, I think the Dooku arc is I maybe enjoyed more, but I think the last episode is my favorite episode, the Ahsoka episode at the end. Okay. Yeah, I would. Would I would I would agree that the Ahsoka had the best episode. Um, but the more consistent, we're, we're more, we're more. Consistent. Um, yeah. and I think the Dooku episodes also like provide a nuance that isn't necessarily already there. Uh, true. like we've learned, we learn more about a character, whereas like with the soak, I don't. I never want to see what my favorite characters are like as little kids ever. And as babies, I really don't care. Um, I mean, I thought it was really cool seeing, you know, or I guess hearing Janaka Vankar play Ahsoka's mother and the Tegruten, you know, that village and all those characters looked really cool. The animation and the sound was all great. But I was like, it's a story about a baby. I'm good. Um, and like one very special baby. All right, I get it. But I think like I as you've read the jedi lost book about dooku but i think like this listen listen to it right 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 the yeah. audio yeah but th- like this isn't not th- this doesn't like change how i'm gonna view ahsoka but that's a character i've already spent so much time with and i already have so many ideas and thoughts and feelings about this character but like why like i watched i've watched attack of the clone since this and it's in my mind when i'm seeing christopher lee's performance now as count dooku like it does uh, uh, make the world a little richer, I think, or the mythos of Star Wars a little richer. It, it adds some questions too about his hair, because his hair was <laughs> his, episode one. His hair was black, and he's got a full beard and ages like thirty years. 
Right, um, the Obi Wan special. Well, I guess he went to sand, he went to sand a few times. So it is the the aging's interesting. Um, you know what? Let's let's just start. Let's start sequentially. So let's let's start with the Ahsoka birth. Great. Arc. Let's. There is just a Pokemon. Uh, in that episode. Yeah, yeah. It's just um, literally a Pokemon. Well, it's also. It it adds some some community building that I I so the last it the whole the whole premise and ton of spoilers you know if you're not if you haven't watched it go watch it come back for some of these takes um, correct me if I'm wrong but this does Tagruda community building that we haven't seen since the slave arc in Clone Reiku. Wars. Okay. Reiku, the Pokemon, is just in this. It's just. Oh, Raikou. Took, they just took him. It's R A I K O U, so I don't know about Roku. He's just in Raikou. this. They just. Mm-hmm. There you go, Raikou. They just took him and they just put him in this. Well, also, they. they, they these, these villagers acknowledge that. The Thunderdog exists in their world, and they have no security whatsoever. And then they just let in... I mean, I don't know. It's. I mean, I know it's in the galaxy far, far away, a long, long time ago, but, like, can you really not get child care for any of this? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, what, what the hell? It is, it is interesting, the... Shooting a deer and that whole kind of discussion and the life and death of it all and instilling that in your in your in your youth and in your children but then i'm also thinking well what good is a profound lesson but then i also think like it's a baby and i guess she's immediately going to get taken away so it does i guess once leave some questions of like what would ahsoka have learned here had she been able to stay versus well, being I, I, off. I, as you're talking about that, I think about um, Leia conversations in um, the Obi-Wan TV show of um, him thinking back to his time, him being like, I think I remember I had a brother. He yes. has those feelings, dreams of that. And this Obi-Wan kind of, too, you know, she's not going to. She's not going to remember this, but she'll still remember a feeling. Although we've never, you know, we we've we've received a ton of material about Ahsoka over the years. I don't remember her thinking back, like in the Ahsoka book, about her parents um, or about where she yeah. came from. I think the closest is Plo Plo. Answer, but we don't even. Right. Is he in this? I don't even. It's been no. so. I honestly haven't. I. I rewatched the Dooku arcs and I rewatched the last episode of the Ahsoka arc. So, um, yeah, it was, it, it was, thing too is, I was thinking about, I don't remember her having a force connection with animals because they, they, Dave, well, different shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, she literally like has a whole animal associated with her. Um, 
Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you okay. guess so. I mean, in terms of like, she's that... not pulling an Ezra and calming down a monster or whatever. She doesn't take a space whale to transport her to an. <sighs> That's not something she she uh, is. Um... I don't know. It's just it's just not something they really. Um... Emphasize. No, I, I guess not, you agree. I mean, disagree. Well, I mean, I just think, you know, the force works in mysterious ways, and I think it's also one of those things where it's like, if you have a talent, that raw talent might express itself differently than that same talent would after it's been honed by an institution that has its own ideas about where that talent should go. It's interesting that the lesson they choose to show in this episode isn't necessarily one that's like contradictory to anything the Jedi would teach or contradictory to stuff that Ahsoka might believe if she was older like it's not like there's a version of this or it's not like this story was like baby Anakin being shown it's okay to leave things behind or you know it's okay to not be attached to something and then you're like oh and he grows up and he's very bad at attachment <laughs> because he was taken away by the Jedi you know it's not mm. a version of that but it does, you know, it is interesting to see where where a youngling came from. I think I would have just liked maybe more focus on her mother and more like the episode ends with them being like, oh, so good Jedi. I'm more interested in like the five minutes after that where her mother and her parents react to that and, you know, just decide like all right, let's ship her out or, you know, but we don't get that. Yeah. Well, so I don't really have much to add to that. Um, no, we got to move. Yeah. Cause we have a hard deadline um, to set. So the Dooku one, um, the first, the first episode, which is episode two in, in this, and that is titled justice is, it honestly felt like it was kind of a visions episode of like master Padawan go to a planet and discover, you know, discover a problem. Um, it was, it was very cool in setting Dooku's political philosophy. You know, he sees the corruption off of Coruscant. He sees what this rich senator's doing and how he's subjugating people the the scenery it looks a lot like uh, the mandalorian season two when the mandalorian finds ahsoka at that like samurai town that's yeah. like covered in mm -hmm. mud i was I, I mean i didn't look it up i'm i would i it would be really cool if it was like kind of the same planets or within the same system because it definitely looked super similar other than there weren't those like massive cattle monsters in the background but no, I, I, I interesting to see that. It was interesting to see a young Qui-Gon. Um, and also kind of, I don't know, It they, they highlighted the discrepancy between, they did a good job of highlighting the discrepancy in power between Dooku and Qui-Gon. In this episode and the last Dooku episode of, you know, he's... Qui-Gon's thing is not that he's the strongest in any point. It's his compassion and his um, what was it? Independent thinking is what Dooku talked about and 
um, one of the three arcs. What did you think about it? Uh, I, you know, I, it's hard for me to, most of my thoughts on, on the Dooku stuff is pertinent to the arc as a whole. I don't okay. have like any particularly hot takes on any given episode, but I, I enjoyed this one and it was, I like seeing a young Qui-Gon and I think Qui-Gon Jinn is just such a fascinating character and is such a big, like, Oh, what if, or, you know, if only this character had been around at a different time, you know, and things are going to go on differently. So it was cool seeing him in a different light and it was cool seeing Dooku in a different light and the animation was great. Um, it's, it's interesting to just like, I mean, again, I think a lot of the talking I'm going to do about the Dooku stuff is about the arc as a whole, but I like, I think since Dooku emerged in 2002, there there hasn't been a more I don't know if interesting is the right word or prescient or whatever, but th- this is the time to do this story about someone being radicalized. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Cause that's, that's what it is. And you, you see a very just beginning to these thoughts he's having. And these three episodes very much kind of put you in his frame of mind. Now I would say I have trouble squaring some of that with what we see of Dooku later, not only later in Tiger of the Clones, but later in some of these episodes, but it is really compelling. I mean, we've seen people turn to the dark side before time and time again. Like this is not, these aren't new story beats, but um outside of star wars in our lives in the world this is sort of a new context to be watching this sort of star wars trope unfold and so it was a an interesting lens to be watching it through because i think it it mm -hmm. starts so reasonable and it kind of ends very unreasonable like each episode i think his grievances they become more and more selfish and less and less reasonable Mm-hmm. Well, I knowing like last um, audiobook, which I would recommend. There are some times where it, it's 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 the same criticism I've given episode nine of um, when Wedge. Oh, it's not good. Um, <laughs> when when Wedge um, is super super happy and stuff, and his like stepson <laughs> died like. 45 seconds earlier um it there there is some emotional context that's not being shown based off of how he would act in those books um not not like a huge criticism like when he um mentions like sifo ds um there is a lot of emotional baggage that that gets to them they do kind of outline what happens to sifo ds from from duker's perspective um that being said, and I think it's also in the Lost Chronicle episodes, they hint at it that as well. Um, that being said, the ship was really cool. All those like episode one um, Jedi ships. Uh, uh, I, I, it's one of those things that like it would really be cool to see the Lego set for that. Well, let's get into choices, which is the, the episode two of Dooku, episode three of this anthology. Which yes, is where we meet Ma- his frenemy, Mace Windu. And it is interesting to, to, to look at it of 
the this makes it seem like they're contemporaries in age um which they haven't done a lot of expansion of the duke of the windu character oh you um, don't think samuel l jackson's the same age as christopher lee and so they have also like you there's some hints at windu and in, in certain points but i never knew that they were the same age or i never really like connected hey, those so age age is less than a number in star wars right boba fett is younger than bo katan Right, 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 right. This just not. It just means nothing. The age does not mean anything. <laughs> no one is. There's no ages. Nobody has birthdays. Well, except yeah. for freaking Ezra. But yeah. <clears throat> in in like that book, Jedi Lost. You know, if if they were contemporaries, like Windu is supposed to be like, you know, one of the um, fighter. You know. Um. Uh, the, to change and to kind of bring anakin to the dark side but um mm-hmm. it it up until this point they talked about them as contemporaries it's really cool to talk about like you know reasons for his his shift being snubbed from this position but also is that something that he's been vying for a lot? Like Qui Gon certainly wasn't vying for it, and they shared. But similar... I wonder. I don't know that it's specifically that he is vying for it, as much as it is his realization of, oh, if Mace Windu is going to ascend in this organization, then that says certain things about the priorities and values this organization has. Like if if that is the sort of action that is going to be rewarded then they're just, you know, they're solidifying everything that I think is wrong with this organization. You know, the inaction that I think is wrong with this organization is just getting bolstered by the, you know, senior ranks continuing to be filled by people who are inactive, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, that's that's a interesting way to think about that. Of Like every year when the new Poe boys get elected and some people are like, ugh. If this is the new Poe boy, then what does that say about the podcast? What does this podcast even believe anymore? This is going to be the new Poe boy. Well, if you know um, Poe'spodcast at gmail.com, we'd love to know as well. Um, yeah, I it, it's it was a very it, it, both episodes were really good at, and I'd love for I wish they had like done some maybe ticker sign of like what planets they were on. Um, no way. Boo. Boo ticker they, sign. Boo Chirons. No Chirons. Like, I assume, and this is just, you know, assumption that doesn't have a lot of backing, but those those could easily be separatist con- uh, um, planets. Right? Yeah, uh, that's a good point. You know, this is some people revolting. This is, like, literally, you know, the military underclass, you know, um, taking over forcing the upper class um forcing the rich to do what they want and we see this a little bit i mean it doesn't get like fleshed out in episode two or episode three but there is some nuance to separatist um you know it's not all newt gun rays being like evil for no actual reason um right. so it, it it does it does a good job at that 
job of connecting Dooku as a figurehead too, of like, why did all these people follow some random following Jedi who, you know, in any other instances would probably be discredited. Now from like the book, from other things, you know, that like he is this extremely wealthy person. He has this planet that's like affluent. Um, So he has that on top of it, but it, sets the the scene that makes more sense for how he gets to that position in episode two. Well, I mean, you can imagine him telling the stories we see in these first two episodes with him to, you know, separatist constituents to get them rallied up. Oh, me and Qui-Gon were on, you know, the old beat up planet and the kidnapping center's kid and yada, 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 and people losing it. And yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Well, and then the last episode is um which is episode four episode three titled sith lord so this is the one where i feel like maybe they're trying to stay out of the book's way or something but that like we do miss like a definitive turning point in my mind for a while in my head canon prior to this stuff being filled out by you know books and shows i always thought oh you know qui-gon's death perhaps had something to do with with Dooku leaving here. We see that he's already erasing Kamino during the events of episode one. I mean, mm-hmm. Darth Maul's still alive at this point. I don't know. So it does it does uh, smush the timeline together. I mean, that jives with what we know of Palpatine, though, constantly grooming, you know, a replacement for his apprentice even before the apprentice is gone and scheming and stuff like that. But it does. I mean, again, this is this is a story about some of you. Brockleys, or you know, um, and well, we don't he, get that like big turning point. Like it, you sort of get a little bit in the second episode with him, but then by this episode, something has happened that we're not privy to. I feel like that pushes him to taking pretty drastic action. Particularly then when you consider after this, Qui Gon dies. But he's already, I guess, working for the guy that then he would know was responsible for Qui-Gon's death. So then he just doesn't care about that, I guess. So that kind of takes some nuance out of my headcanon or whatever, or like a sweet thing in my headcanon that I enjoyed, um, which is fine. But I just, this this episode did leave me with questions, much like everything involving Sifo-Dyas and Count Dooku and anything with the clone army does. Well, I there's there's a lot to like in this episode. Not saying that oh, you disliked sure. it, but like, um, you know, they they show Jedi gossiping, and clearly there's no um, Jedi Facebook of people posting and um, sharing where they've all been. So, you know, I it is interesting to hear to see how they get information because you know he has not seen Obi-Wan, right? So um, who knows how many years Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon have been together and Dooku has not been around for that. You know, he makes that point of, you know, I want to meet your apprentice one day. Um, so they're a disconnect if you don't see certain people for years if, you know, you've been out doing stuff and, you know, they've been off planet, been here. Uh, reasonable. Here... I'm going to put on um, a guess, like the purpose of, of that. Because I'm 
my like, guess is the purpose for Ahsoka is, you know, to set some stuff up and to provide some background the show that they're not going to talk about. Um, well, that that would be my guess. Mm. I think I think we might see a young Dooku at some point in the Acolyte TV show. Don't I you have to be? I, I'm young. not going to make. Well, or they skip they skip years. A little baby, like a little baby Dooku. No, no, no. I mean, we they um like. I'm 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 not going to get too much into the acolyte, but I I would not be I'm I'm curious if if this um, tin foil hat theory of they're doing some of this to um, paint the picture and describe some things going to the acolyte, which is going to come out in like what 2024 or something like that. Yeah, I mean that's certainly always on the table. I would be more or I would be more inclined to think it might be seeding something for like animation or something that takes place after it. I don't know. Cause I mean, you are right. Like when we were covering the final season of clone wars, those bad batch episodes seemed like they were good, but it was like, why is this the story you're deciding to tell me you have 12 episodes four on this. Now, you know, in hindsight, we understand maybe why that was happening. So, yeah, I mean that's that's uh, a valid point, but I mean again to me this it is it is a, an episode that is sort of defined by like missing pieces, and I do really like him reflecting on Qui Gon's death and his um, his talk with Yaddle with their cute little Jedi tree. But I guess like I mean, do you get in Jedi Lost? Do you get in? I guess spoilers for Jedi Lost, if you're thinking about listening to that, skip ahead a minute or whatever. But do you get his big moment of turning into the Separatist scheme, at least? No, no, no. You get... Um, but then why not reveal it here? You get... Um, it's been a while, but you get the clear, like... Well, actually, you you you, you certainly don't get the Palpatine visit. Um, because the 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 book is taught is told through Asajj mind probing Dooku, um, basically. Or um, no, she she receives his journals, um, and he like journaled a bunch or something like that. So it's Asajj is the character. Asajj Ventress is the character that's going into Dooku's mind, basically. And there is like a turning point of like darkness um related to like his siblings but and and they talk about sifo ds a lot but right. off the top of my head i don't know it very well could be but it's not something that was super super notable um from that book interesting interesting yeah it's just like you said i mean we're he's already involved with palpatine so we just we still even as it does flesh out a lot of stuff ever the greedy little star wars fan that i am i still feel like i would have liked to have seen more, I would have liked to have seen him coming into contact with Palpatine and getting involved in the conspiracy and stuff. And because yeah. this appears to be the moment he officially turns to the Sith, I guess, but he's yeah. still involved with I don't know. I mean, he doesn't seem shocked to find out that Palpatine's Sith. In this no, no, he moment, knew he knew Palpatine know, so. was Sith. Yeah. yeah, but and Bryce Dallas Howard is Yaddle. Yaddle in general, both those things very exciting. 
Yaddle speaking with regular sentence structure. Very curious. Yeah, and Yaddle not referenced yet in higher. This how right. at least showing an interest in fleshing out that character. So that'll be um pretty cool. I I don't know if you've rewatched this. That would be tight if Yaddle was an acolyte. <laughs> um I like Yaddle. I would be interested in more Yaddle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um Yaddle. I, I, I mean, she definitely fall fell in the wrong direction. Like if I were to lift a door, I would fall backwards. <laughs> um but I mean she was toast anyway from from how all that stuff was working out. Oh, dead so, meat. Yeah. I don't know um, if you saw, but she's not in episode to attack of the clones apparently she wasn't in the funeral Which was scene her, that was her big mistake yeah that was she her. didn't want to be i read the star wars archives book yaddle of course decided she did not want to be involved with attack of the clones because it was going to be shot all digital and she had a problem with that um she had seen the she's like a special Christopher edition Nolan type. of new hope and she was like this isn't for me do back well, she was all in Absolutely for phantom not. menace but phantom menace was shot on film Absolutely She's one of these not. Christopher Nolan types. Has to be shot on film. I'm not going to be... Was this a soap opera? I'm not going to be on digital. Now, I when I first watched this, I thought that there was a scene when you know when he thinks he killed her by shutting the door. Mm-hmm. I thought there was kind of like a similar like Anakin, you know, what have I done when he right. kills Windu? Um, on rewatch, there is not. Um, oh. he, it is not as is not as pronounced. You think it's pronounced the like, what have I done? Blah, blah, blah. But by the time he has agreed to fight her and try to kill her, he is, he is resolved. Um, so he is more down for the cause and less emotional than Anakin, which is not surprising at all. Well, right. Cause that's the thing though, is, is an Anakin is a much more emotional character. So, I mean, I think with Dooku less is more and mm-hmm. what, what plays as a smaller moment still for that character can be a big emotional moment. Uh, I am watching this unfold right now, this fight and just a big decision to make the door just such a big, creepy smiley face. (laughs) Not even like subtly. It's just, there's a jack-o'-lantern mouth. What should we make the door? It's a jack-o'-lantern mouth. Well, I, I mean, I would, I would be curious to see, um, how much of a replica it is from episode one? No, yeah, episode one where Maul goes there and talks to. Oh, uh, I don't think we get his hideout until the end of episode two. Yeah, Maul talks with Palpatine on a balcony. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, maybe it's the same. Um, I'd be, I'd be curious to see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, we we've gone over more than we typically um well anchor isn't cutting us off yet so yeah well here let's let's um let's switch over to the ahsoka um episode five um because i um i i was looking at some characters that are in it and i do not remember a lot of these characters being in it like the uh, master d i'm a gun d oh i'm a I'm a gun die. Master die. Yeah. Yeah. Master die is in this episode. I was using that. And Caleb Dune. 
from the episode a... supply lines okay dune i definitely remember he's like yeah. very clearly in there yeah and and deepa balapa i assume is with him because for some reason i thought that um kanan didn't see her like they their paths hadn't 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 crossed and granted you know maybe he wasn't introduced to her this is just like sparring that that he witnesses but yeah um, he's, he's just like watching a pickup basketball game at the gym yeah, that's actually, I mean, I know that for a fact you've never actually watched that, but um, that was actually a really good um, way of describing that. As a student athlete myself, that's something that I can really... Okay. Okay. Um... Yeah, so what? what is... Um... I mean, it's, it's just basically training montage over the course of many battles. Yeah, this was... I think I, I think saying this is a compliment, but I think this this episode that we're talking about is I'm the least likely to rewatch it. It's I didn't not a bad it. episode, yeah, but it is. I agree. Um, it is sort of yeah, like you said, just like a training sequence, and it was interesting because I was thinking about this before we got on to record today and about that episode, and it's. On the one hand, for a hot second there, I, I'm curious, but not curious enough to find out. And I also don't want to be told what social media would make of this episode, because I can certainly see a take of like, oh, this episode exists to explain Ahsoka's competency, as if Ahsoka can't be competent in that last episode of Clone Wars and take all on all those clones in her own right. So it's like, oh, well, no, she, she only could do that because she trained the clones. But then that's a hasty assumption because the flip side of that is also like, well, those clones also had a bunch of training specifically shooting at Ahsoka. So then it just kind of becomes, Oh, these clones and Ahsoka were like very familiar with each other. And it just makes it sad again, which is, I mean, I think, you know, good, but yeah, cause I, I was for a minute, like, wait a minute. Are they, is there like, they're trying to do some Mary Sue thing where they're like, Oh, Ahsoka was too powerful. We have to crack that. But I very quickly was like, oh, that's not what they're doing here. Because again, I mean, those, those stormtroopers got to shoot at her a bunch. So I'm sure they know her uh, style just as well as, as she knows theirs. And then ultimately it just becomes, oh, these people know each other's combat style so well because they've trained so much together. Um, and then it is one of those things where it's like speaks to like Anakin not being that far gone maybe at this moment like he's still like to me this this episode is like oh yeah anakin's not like thinking about overthrowing the republic or anything right now right like he's he's in it to win it and he wants you know but yeah it, it was ultimately kind of just a, a training montage i love ahsoka you know flying around and doing combat is always cool but um, it, it is interesting how similar Anakin and Dooku are. Of you know, Dooku in that one episode is like, you know, I'm clear about why. Well, they're yeah, and he you know says I'm not going to be there to protect you, Qui Gon. Um, and Ooh. Anakin's you know doing all of this to protect her, um, mm -hmm. because he is. That's just his built into his personality with oh, what yeah. he with what he does with Padme and stuff. Cause that does speak to a precedent of him. His, his form of, of 
love or compassion and protection of the, of the people he loves, even in this episode, then is still kind of displayed through violence. I mean, it's not like cruel violence. He's not killing anyone, but his way it's of child caring abuse. for Ahsoka in this is through combat. Mm-hmm. And so it does sort of foreshadow uh, if if there's a problem, if Anakin sees a problem, this is the vocabulary he will use to address that problem. It does show a, a level of brutality in her training that you don't get yeah. in any of the episodes. Like they're they're much more, you know, sky guy, lovey dovey. Um, th- this level of of grittiness is not something that's shown. Um, yeah. So the tone is a little different. Not that I hate it. Um, it... No, I don't either. But you're right. It is like very harsh. Mm-hmm. I mean, she literally gets not like anybody that gets knocked out that many times over the course of training in multiple battles. Like that's brutal. And at no point do they really talk about that um, in previous episodes. Which I, I mean, I think the primary vehicle for this is to kind of it is to explain how she's able to take out a um, inquisitor so, so easily um, mm. and just to show how uber competent she is. Now yeah. you and I that watched a ton of this, you know, we don't need that, but if Correct. somebody's watching it for the first time, they haven't watched clone wars. This is a much, um, that's fair. Less that's intimidating, a, a less intimidating way to get in. I mean, clone wars is like what a yeah. hundred something episodes. Yeah. Um, that, that's just that, that is like watching friends for the first time. Or That's a very good office. point. Cause I'm thinking of this as, you know, you and me watching this as essentially appendices to the clone wars. But when I was home with Miss Columbo and the family for Thanksgiving, you know, we watched the season finale of Andor. And the next thing that pops up is a recommendation for tales of the Jedi, which they did not watch, but someone out there probably is. There's probably people out there who finished Andor and they said, no, oh, Tales of Jedi. Oh, it's only 15 minutes. I'll watch this or whatever. And yeah, this could be. You're right. There is a shorthand that these episodes have to have to uh, to account for that viewership. That's a very good point. Hmm. Well, so the last episode, which is titled Resolve, is um, loosely adapted off of the 2016 novel Ahsoka by E.K. Johnston. And this is basically putting pen and paper to the big screen and um, explaining how Ahsoka gets back into the rebellion, how not how, you know, we know she eventually becomes fulcrum and plays a role um, based on rebels and, you know, is now going to have her own show in later 2023. But um, we see, we see this in a very quick um, boom, boom, boom scenes of, where she was before she joined the rebellion again. Oh no, no. We also see her go to the funeral at the funeral. Yeah. Which was awesome. And her chat with, Oh, it was, that was, that was devastating. And then Bale's chat with the clone troopers as he's talking to Ahsoka on the roof. (laughs) This is a very cool moment. I thought, well, also Bale, it's so interesting because Bale is like, you shouldn't be here. Um, and you know, he has, Anakin's daughter, but it's um I don't know, just heartbreaking to know that she could have been so close friends if they, they had, had you know literally a different conversation. 
um, because it's so weird of, you know, he trusts, he trusts Obi-Wan and Yoda so well, but just doesn't have that same connection to Ahsoka. Yeah. Yeah, this is true. And I, yeah, I, I liked, I liked those characters meeting. I liked her being at the funeral and, and seeing that episode three imagery. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought was, was very exciting. I mean, how did you feel? How do you feel in general? I just have like weird hangups about stuff and like to be able to like watch things in a very specific order, I guess. So mm-hmm. I always am like, it's very low level chafing. This is barely even a complaint, but in the back of my mind, I'm always like, Ugh. when something's like an interqual and it like straddles another piece of content. So it's like either mm-hmm. concurrent with something. So I can't possibly watch it in order, no matter what I do, unless I have it on oh, two devices yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and I switch back and forth. You would. Oh, I'm not at that. I don't want, it's not neat. It's not neat enough. Yeah, I, I can't wait until there's somebody who, like, this is their Order 66, is the Padme funeral. And they just they just splice all of this Is there together. anything else to add to it besides those two things? Well, for now. Yeah, I never now. thought we'd see Ahsoka and her take at the funeral, but um, we do. It, I mean, it doesn't bother me at all. Um, I, I would say the thing that, um, and this isn't a complaint, um, but... It is interesting the change that they made to her this this story because in this story, um, which is based off that 2016 book, um, and that book is pre last season of Clone Wars, like early days Disney Star Wars. So and, there's yeah a lot of stuff has essentially rewritten that book. Right, and at this point they knew that Ahsoka was gonna. I think. Right. Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, they would have for sure. Yeah. Um, because it it the part of the book explains you know how she got back into um, the how she got into the rebellion. It is not it it hints to the siege of Mandalore, but like it you know that wasn't fully fleshed out. Um, certainly not for E. K. Johnston. Um, but the big thing is like how she got her lightsabers. You know, there's this really cool um fight scene where you know she has no lightsaber shutting herself off from the force and she's i mean she has ptsd um from everything that happened yeah just PTSD, ptsd from this freaking training where a circle of people just point a gun at her yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and um she's you know just trying to live her life um, trying to stay off the grid um and i mean it, it follows the same little kid uh, who, um, very similar to um, Carnage, um, of having this like warped belief of the Empire and mm-hmm. making a bad, bad decision based on that. But uh, what do you think of the changes from this? Um, uh, well, I, I guess oh, I'll I explain. don't remember the <laughs> like. I th- I remember there being a bigger friend group in the book. That's about it. There's a, well, there's a bigger friend group. There's kind of um, like she meets R two in the book, and she basically like Wedge Antilles' dad is stalking her, and then she like the um, she basically like boards the ship, bail ship without anybody realizing in his library, where like 
if she had like taken a look, she would have seen like photos of Leia or something. I don't know. The big thing, the big thing is the fight scene. Um, she doesn't take the lightsaber. She um takes the kyber crystals and purifies them. Right. And then it I blows like up. <laughs> okay. Okay. Interesting. Well, I, I just did. I'm you know i it's the animation's great and this inquisitor looked awesome and sounded awesome and the fire animation is so good the oh, animation yeah. is just so good luke's film animation is just they know what they're doing over there they know what they're doing over there it's very visually stimulating so it's hard for a book to compete like that particularly a book i haven't read in a very 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 long time um yeah i don't know it's just that that last that last uh dust up was a real good one. Oh yeah for sure clancy also... brown i believe voicing this inquisitor that i guess is a ghost um well it could be like um our one of our favorite jedi from high republic the one who's like oh yeah yeah that uh, guy yeah the orb the orb guy so yeah i don't think they've i don't think they've explained it i don't think they're gonna explain it for a while oh yeah um, i mean i'm not dying for it like i don't need it explained it's star wars i don't need it explained um there's just i don't know it's very cool it was very cool yeah well it's also i mean it's just it shows the brutality it, it it's it's so interesting that they show these inquisitors which um you know, we just we know what Ahsoka does to all of them. She just ob- obliterates them, um, and it's it's cool to kind of watch that. Of like maybe against um, like a Kanan um, or a Caleb Dune, you would have the edge, but you lightsaber with hostages cannot take her on. Yeah, and uh, no. it's it's hugely believable. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, and she doesn't hesitate to kill him too. Yeah, and it is. It's a very. This is a good one for this. I don't know run of stories to end on. I feel like it ends on a on a very cool note of right and yeah and just the even after the combat of it all, there's the idea of you know you fall down, you pick yourself back up. You know, Uh, that was yeah, that was very compelling, very well done. Uh, it does, I do still feel like I have to digest what these six episodes are as a whole. I think there's probably a more interesting nuanced discussion to be had of what is this single story? Because even you and I, we keep talking about it like it's two stories. And to me, I'm like, well, you know, it's, it's two stories. It's both about people that are Jedi that stray away from the Jedi Order for different reasons. There's that. Um people who feel compelled by a, a, a grander calling than what's presented to them and you know in their in their day-to-day lives perhaps but I, I think there's these are there's a lot of meat on the bone in these six episodes and that these are the six episodes we get and that these are the two characters that they focus on and it comes out when it's coming out um i i look forward to sitting down again with these and and digesting them again without um the gun to my head that is having to record this podcast Well, Josh, um, I don't. I'm. I would be surprised if we do our next episode by 2022. I'm. I really would because it's already December. Part of me would like. I mean, because the next 
we're hoping we're kind of we're thinking the next episode is going to be this high republic book but i'm real lazy bones with my reading and that doesn't look to be improving but i would like to in the interest of being emotionally available give the fans just one more what, episode before 2023 you know and then really just 2023 just don't even something is gonna be totally different and just one more one more emotionally available episode but I don't know if that will happen or not because I don't know. I don't even get the book yet. Do you have the book? No, I haven't finished the. I haven't finished the High Republic book that I'm currently on. Oh, okay. So at least it's yeah. not all on me. I guess I can. I mean, I'll really try and read this freaking book. I haven't yeah. read any of the book I'm reading now since the last time I told you I barely read this freaking book. I could stop and just read that whole Star Wars book in the middle. I guess but that doesn't seem like a grown up thing to do. I mean, look. Don't get me wrong. I'll read a fiction book, a nonfiction book, and a comic book all at the same time. I'm not going to read two fiction books at once. Am I insane? Hmm. Your word's not What am I insane? Well, if this is the last time, buckle up. Buckle Buckle up. up. Buckle up for 2023. Buckle up. Lock your doors. (laughs) Lock your doors. Uh, Burn your your headphones. Leave the parking brake on. Burn your headphones, um, <laughs> because 2023, the Po Boys are coming for you. Yep. Po Boys Podcast at gmail.com. Hey. Po Boys. Po- wow. Yeah, Po Boys. I had, this Problem- party. I had this party not so long ago, and for this party, I, I, got, I got saltines. Nice. Sort of as a joke. You ever had one of these freaking saltines? That was my childhood. Saltines. Oh my gosh. Can't get Salt- enough of this stuff. And it's like what? It was like three bucks and you got like a yeah, hundred of them? hundred. <laughs> it actually probably is a hundred, if not more. If there's not four, more. There's four. I think it might be more. And don't mind, I'm eating saltines. My dog is loudly lapping up water. Look, this is a great podcast. I well, that's also my my pup is also here, but he's quiet and he's trained, and that's because you know he's he's a veteran. You know, I'm I'm actually uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to tell it from the pictures, but I'm actually older than Josh, and you know that's where the age that age difference comes across <laughs> is that kind of seasoned veteran, um, not not chomping on saltines. Not hearing the Pope up in the background. What are you going on about? Bill different. Well, well, Josh. About 28 servings per container. Serving size is five crackers. <laughs> I would go. What, I have to I, I have to say crackers? I went over that by one cracker every day through middle school. Because oh, I would get, so I, get I get six saltine crackers with um, peanut butter. Then I'd have some carrots and celery, a yogurt, and then that would be my mm. lunch for about nine years. Also explains how lith I was until I learned about... What was that word? Work... Lith? Oh. What? Okay. Leith? You think it's leith? Light? <laughs> Didn't realize that was the other option. <laughs> All right, Pete. No, you're um, you're hey, you're the old fogey. You know Pete knows best. But now I'm mega swole from all of my 
um you know buy tries um you know lifting weights carrying weights from one side of the gym to the other side of the gym pulling yeah, stuff up, pushing stuff Pull them, you know, push them twist them bop it push, pushing it. the body to its utter well pushing my body to its limits which and for some my people for millions and millions of people they can't do what i do <clears throat> they can't they can't physically do it pete is of course referring to the dead <laughs> um but as we know through star wars the dead speak the dead speak so which well dang really a missed opportunity for last week's episode but we're I'm not gonna we're not gonna get into Andor in case someone's listening to this who hasn't watched Andor because this is not about Andor. This is not Diego Boys. This is Tales of the Po Boys. The Tales of the Po Boys. What are you Star Warsing this week? I the Star Warsing I've been doing this week is just seeing that Star Warsing is on the horizon. Mm. Yeah. I mean I, I looked and I saw, oh, that store Star Warsing's on the horizon. Oh, that Star Wars thing's on the horizon. Let's give a sh- let's give a special shout out though, and oh, can't we, wait. we we can talk about it on this pod because of the people that listen, I feel like oh, it's your mom's um, half of them. All right, I feel like half of them are haters and half of them um, are fans. But I saw um, Ryan Johnson's Glass Onion. Yeah. Which I'm not gonna do spoilers because I theaters, I, right? yeah, I did see I saw it literally the last showing yeah the last last showing because it had this gimmick which I still have not seen an interview justifying why it's like this um but they only showed it in theaters for one week and Ryan Johnson it's a Netflix of Netflix movie okay Netflix wants people to watch it on Netflix but Netflix also wants it to be eligible to potentially win Academy Awards and the like so it has to be in theaters. Oh, interesting. Interesting, yeah. interesting, interesting. Um, Very sneaky. What did you think about it? I loved it. Mm-hmm. I I had such a great time watching yeah. that movie. Yeah, it was a great and time in the movies. I don't know if this is like the new thing, because it's, it's also kind of messed up. Like, honestly, and I feel bad telling this to the listeners, Um because I hate giving you advice that you can't then go and actually implement. <laughs> I'm going to double down on the advice he's about to give, though. <laughs> yeah. This, it was a movie to me, it was a movie made for the movie theater, and yet it was only there for a week. Yeah. I mean, it was, I mean it was... it's not, you know, I don't think like you're going to, there are other movies that I feel like are louder bigger more bombastic examples of like something to see in a theater Mm -hmm. but like particularly being in it with with uh with an audience this is a movie to watch with an audience i think i think yeah you the the difference between watching this in a theater versus watching it at home is less than the uh difference between watching it by yourself and watching it in an audience be that friends and family at home or an audience in a theater but it is it was a very great like i'm i'm so glad i saw it in the theater oh i i am i had to change i mean we actually were recording and we i had to change our recording you were kind enough to record on a different yeah i loved it um so that you could accommodate that for me to go see it so i i appreciate you josh um for doing that but here here so 
as some context, if you know you have no idea what we're talking about, this is Glass Onion is the sequel to Knives Out. Ryan Johnson, director of um, Episode Eight, Last Jedi. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I just knew Dave Bautista audition for Force Awakens. That's that was my connection. Is that actually true? I believe it is. Well, he 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 auditioned for a Star Wars project. I don't know if it was Force Awakens or Rogue One, but it was one of the early Disney Star Wars projects. He mentioned auditioning. He would have been good in Ro- he would have he would have been good in Rogue One. He, I mean, he'd be good at anything. He's but, good um, at everything. Well, here's something, um, and we can we can move on from the Glass Onion. Did you guess the murder the the murderer before it was revealed? I don't really try that hard. <laughs> I yeah, it wasn't really okay. my priority. Because <laughs> um, I I did not, and um, listeners, in a couple of weeks, you're gonna be real embarrassed for me uh, <laughs> when when that does come out. But okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I didn't think I this this time I went into it being like, all right, I'm gonna figure out how this is a little bit oh, earlier yeah, yeah. than that because it's, I, I mean it's a murder mystery. If it were a a a lesser film, I think I would have been more invested. Like a good film, but not a great film. I probably st- would have been more invested in who done it. But I mean, I was just having so much fun that I I didn't even my my intellectual brain was was not at the forefront. I was just like having fun, enjoying so- myself. And I, like it's like the first time I watched Force Awakens when Luke Skywalker showed up at the end. I forgot that dude even existed. Really? And this was oh yeah, oh yeah. I totally forgot he was a thing because I was just so like invested in what was going on. And this was similar to like, it just the good looking movie and the performances were excellent. And it was very funny. So I was and the dialogue was excellent. So I was just more wrapped up in that and wasn't really spending too much time trying to, trying to figure out who did it, but we shouldn't go too, too far into this. Cause I don't want to, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I mean, ruin anything for anyone. Yeah. But. So, so for me, before we get to before we get to you, which I assume is a little bit more detailed in Star Warsing this week. Um, I mean, we have set dates for the Mandalorian coming out. We have set dates oh, yeah. for for Bad Batch coming out. So, um, we are going to take a brief hiatus, but it's only going to be like a few weeks if I if Ugh, I see this, see this timing this this timing correctly. And we're gonna have to figure out because I'm a big I'm a big um, Mando guy, and I know that you hear big uh, Bad Batch guy. So we're gonna have to figure out which of these we're gonna do at at at, at once because I don't think we're gonna do both of them at the same time. I thought Bad Batch was January, Mandalorian is March. Um, no, uh, Mandalorian here, Mandalorian um, it's March first is it looks like it's March first, so. <laughs> There's gonna be some dueling, some dueling dates because we'll see. We've thought there's gonna be dueling dates before, but and we had a grand old scheme, and I'm still gonna use, I think, that same scheme if we have dueling dates again, depending on how deep into it it goes. But okay, but uh, but just so you're just so you're, if if you were concerned about good old Josh and Pete, the content kings will be back in 2023, probably. Yeah. Uh, so, 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 Josh, what what was your Star Wars in this week? Uh, we got a lot of important things to go over. Let's see. Did you so new trailer for new Indiana Jones movie came out? It's Lucasfilm. In case it. you forgot that Lucasfilm does anything else, <laughs> well, then not much to talk about there. 
Tom. And Willow. Oh yeah, Willow also came out. <laughs> yep. I I mean look, I haven't watched the movie and I don't watch the show. Uh, you know, I'm sure it's great. A lot of talented people involved. Like the cast looks awesome. Maybe I'll watch a movie one day. I don't know. Uh I got enough on my plate. Leave me alone. Um, the more embarrassing thing is is you and I for content watched that Ewok movie multiple yep. Ewok movies. And no, I, just the one. Just the one. I think it's two, right? No, it's just That's, the one. Okay. There are two. We only did one. I mean, if you went on your own and watched the second one, you know, force me with you. I don't think I watched I don't I think I only watched Mace once. Yeah. But we did that instead of watching Will, and I assume that our lives are worse off because we watch the Ewok movie. Yeah, but we've never done an episode on something that's not Star Wars. True. True, true, true. We've never done, like, other Lucasfilm stuff in general. We've touched on other stuff. We talk about Marvel every now and again. But, you know, we talk about Ryan Johnson movie. But we've only... The the primary subject of any given episode has only ever been Star Wars. I don't see the need to change that now. Particularly now, we're not doing it every week. Um, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny believe is called hmm. um now look Isle of destiny yeah it has mm. maz mickelson in it oh dyke has a dh harrison ford in it jalen right. urso fine guess we're doing this again um yeah i don't know i'd be curious i'm i mean phoebe we're Waller not gonna have Bridge, an episode for a while so. boyd holbrook antonio banderas what is this movie? I tell you what, I'll, I'll keep going when you're done. Oh my gosh, look at this. Who else is... Shanette R- Renee Wilson, who I, I don't know who that is. Nobody is replacing Indy. Director shoots down rumors. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, interesting. Um, Josh, sorry to interrupt. I was just in my own Indiana Jones world. Um, so what, what other Star Wars have you been doing? I'm not done yet. So Nice. Had you seen the Indiana Jones trailer, it would have been interesting to talk about that. Um, I mean, we can talk about it in the next episode we record, but that'll be in a while. I was kind of underwhelmed. But, I got also, big caveat, look, we are living in a post-Creed 3 trailer world. It's not just any old trailer going to cut it anymore. So I will give Indiana Jones and Dial of Destiny, I, I will give it that. I'm not. Perhaps no. had I watched this several months ago, maybe I would have been more invested. But look, you seen the trailer for Creed Three? It's not just any trailer going to cut it anymore. Um, I don't know. I feel like I have to go see the new Indiana Jones opening night because the first movie I ever went to like a midnight showing of on Thursday was the last Indiana Jones movie. Mm-hmm. So I guess there's some sort of continuity there to maintain for them to have something to write about in my obituary or whatever but um, <laughs> don't worry i, I got i got I you know. covered oh buddy if i'm dead you are in big trouble um yeah so Indiana jones thing and well, then here, here's something here's something that i i looked at and i'll at least comment on that um as somebody that has watched the, the trailer is the first thing I lo- went to look at the cast after you know we were talking about this cast looks great. Cast, I actually have a notable snub. So, mm-hmm. and that is, um, I was just watching um, everything everywhere all at once with it's a good one, Jonathan oh, yeah. with yeah. Jonathan Kikwan, mm-hmm. and he plays Short Round in Temple of Doom, the second Indiana Jones movie, and. 
I mean, he's fantastic. He was, he was, it was so cool seeing him back in on the big screen. He's, I mean, one of the highlights. I mean, Michelle, yeah, I mean, that whole movie's so great. Yeah, the movie's incredible. Yeah. But I, I think really, he really deserves, good. like, I, I think he's he should be a very strong contender for best supporting actor. He's so so good. I mean that that's the performance of the year for me is his performance in that movie just by virtue of how it broke me down as a human being. But in a have, very good way. In a very good way. Because there there is um John Reese Davies is in it. Uh, it looks like. Yep, he has a voiceover during the trailer. And here's because here's my other thing is like okay, he got a hat. He got a whip. He got a bag sometimes. How, what, what is Indiana Jones' whole deal? What is his vibe? What, can you name me a characteristic of Indiana Jones? A personality trait of Indiana Jones? Yeah, divorce dad. There you go. Is, is, I'm getting these like, uh, it's like Blade Runner 2049 sorts of vibes where like Trust the trailer him, very much gives him like this monologue. Like he gets a, a monologue in the trailer that is very much like his monologue in Force Awakens where he's all like, it's true, all of it. It's a similar sort of like, I'm a legacy character. I have thoughts and opinions and they've changed and I'm older now and yada yada. But I'm like, I don't know. I barely like, I've watched all the Indiana Jones movies plenty. I don't know. Is he like a guy that is the same with Harrison Ford and Blade Runner? I was like, I don't care. Like, who is Rick Deckard? I saw him for like one movie, but he's not. I don't know. What are his? It's, it's like the uh, Ethan Hunt from Mission Impossible. That's just Tom Cruise. Like, there's no. He doesn't have any. Like, characteristics. Like, if you were like describing Ethan Hunt, like, oh, yeah, he hangs off of an airplane. Right. But like, other than that. What is he when he's sitting alone in a dark room, right? So I don't know. I don't know. He's like a, he's like a cool Again, nerd. We live you know, in a like close a, three three trailer world. He 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 is like the kind of model for all of these like professors in their twenties and thirties that like go to climbing gyms after and like like they're they're like we this this is this movie is for them this movie is for the the young intellectual <laughs> indiana jones and the dial of destiny is for the young intellectual yeah that's what i'm saying okay okay i mean i'm sure you know james mangold's great director great cast i haven't seen I think, stuff, I think i just so showed I up with a with bad that. attitude because it's one of these like once again, very nostalgic, very overdramatic source of truth, which it was always going to be. I don't know. I think I just, the trailer just didn't blow me away as all. I don't mean to. I don't mean to yuck anyone's yum. I'm sure it'll be an exciting movie. I'm going to go opening night, but yeah, I didn't. It didn't um, blow me away. More importantly, in Star Wars news, news, um, Poe boys, your raft has arrived. <laughs> you saw it too. I actually. I actually, in. I took a couple screenshots. I haven't watched it yet. This is live narration. Okay. In 2022, you did your thing. The people loved it. The people did uh, love it. Old me. Um, let's see here. This takes a long, long time. Oh, this is okay. Yeah, Created always... 1,471 minutes of new content. Yeah. That's more than 81% of 81%. other creators in the TV and film category. 
You hear that, Spielberg? I looked up. I looked up how many hours that is too. I know how many hours that is. More than eighty-one percent of creators in all of television and film, all of Hollywood, anyone who makes movies, television, eighty percent. When we did more content than them, more than Mandalorian for sure. One hundred percent. And just, just to, oh, good. That is Pete. Andor. That is a full. 24 and a half hours of content. That is a day of yeah. content. A day I spent of our a lives. Day doing this stinking thing. <laughs> you can't hear us, but we're clapping right now. Oh, thanks, Spotify. I know. Oh, oh my gosh. Day. One episode really grabbed listeners' attention. Can you guess your number one? <laughs> he really couldn't. It was episode. Hold on. Uh, 183 Bobo Boys Chapter One from January 5th, the first episode of the year. <laughs> oh wait, no, these are options. I'm supposed to guess them. Oh, um, or I know. Episode 200, 200 tips, July 7th. 200 tips, or tips, tips. Episode 202, Diego Boys Aldani. I'm gonna guess Aldani. Not quite. Try again. 200 tips. Not quite. Try again. Oh, great. It was, in fact, the first episode we released this whole freaking year. We yeah. started on top and we plummeted to the bottom. No, 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 your podcast loves to travel. Oh, that's nice. That's very nice. These things take so long to tell me what they're going to tell me. And all right. Well, the interesting no, 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 thing. No, no, no. Okay. I okay. sat through your okay. past thing. It's my time okay. now. You better buckle <laughs> well, it's, up. Your it's top our country time. is United States. Oh, could have fooled me. Where to next year? Hmm. I'm going to guess the United States again. Something magical happens between May 29th and July 4th. You had 114% more listeners compared to your average week between May 29th and June 4th. And I'm just going to go back and that look was, at the calendar uh, here. Yeah, that oh, was well, our Star celebration, celebration coverage. Yeah. Yep. Star celebration. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. There are actually 114. Okay. What are Pole Boys listeners like exactly? This can only be bad news. They're huge. They're huge <laughs> and swole. Calculating listeners' personality. Your listener podcast personality is, is oh, I, I can't. I'm the it's the enthusiast. The enthusiast. The enthusiast. Your, your listeners are super fans. When their favorite podcast releases a new episode, they're among the first to know, going above and beyond. To show their support? Go fool me! Oh, brother. I'll tell you what. I'm not going to tell you about our 2023 plans, but this this category is a definitely well, going to freaking change. <laughs> I wish I could see the other category options. Have but... you been working out? It's asking me. Always. I'm doing it right now. Your podcast saw a lot of gains this year. 423% more hours, 307% more streams, 43% more follows, 37% more listeners. Well, all of this is because we switched to Anchor and Spotify. And this is only Spotify, so this is not 
like right. other downloads on Anchor. So like we have more downloads and stuff on on like you know if you yeah totally through, we have a bunch of downloads if you li- we have like downloads on downloads. But um, I think we only got on Anchor in like twenty twenty. It's yeah near, near the end. So also this is a percentage based off of us switching in like November of twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> we're so, a we're a top ten podcast for eight fans. And now mm-hmm. remind me, Pete, you have three siblings, two families, two, 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 you have three siblings, your mom, you have your dad, you have your son, you have your dog. That's well, seven. I mean, oh, and then you. So that's eight. Spotify family is seven. Seven fans. And we're a number one podcast for five fans. I'm going to tell you what. I listen to podcasts through Stitcher. We are not on Stitcher. I will only listen to our podcast on Spotify when I am trying to find out uh, what number Roman numeral I have to put in when I'm editing and I accidentally hit play. Or in a previous episode when I accidentally said swear word and I had to edit it out and then I had to listen on Spotify and make sure I actually edited it out. So I'm pretty sure I'm one of the five <laughs> fans for a number one podcast for. Um, I will say when, and this doesn't happen very often because I'm very um, comfortable in my, in my in my own skin. I do listen to the podcast sometimes and I'm like, am I this good at podcasting? Oh, no. And so um, I, I I have listened. I probably listened to every fourth or fifth episode for a little You're bit. You're out of your mind. Yeah. Um, because people just love hearing their, themselves. I mean, everybody knows you love hearing yourself talk. Uh-huh. But always, thank you for sharing your podcast with the world. You're welcome. We'll see what you have to say next year around Makes this no, time. Makes no sense. Don't you pay for Spotify? Speaking of sharing, we made something special for you. What is it? Is it a gift card? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you think it's a gift card? Huh. Um, this little card displays our stats is not nearly as cool as our personal Spotify year-end um, baseball cards. Yeah. All right, well, um, that was great. Thank you for sharing that, Josh. And thank oh, you, but of course. Thank you to the fans, too. All 17 of you. Yeah, that... while I still can, thank you, fans. Um, no, Josh is definitely coming back. Enjoy it while it lasts. My thanks, that is. <laughs> uh, and feel free to shoot us an email, poetspodcast.gmail.com. We are emotionally available. For now, Enjoy that one. freaking last twenty twenty two emotionally available, hmm. freaking eat your heart out while you still can. Well, this is actually an episode that, and let's get let's get into it. Um, this is an episode that I've been wanting to do um, for a while, and this is some of our mutual favorite Star Wars. So this this week in um, um, you just heard you know, our, our tales over, over the year. We're going to be covering um, the di- the of the Jedi, which was an anthology miniseries based off of Clone Wars um, that Dave Filoni put together. There's six mini episodes 
um, three that are for Ahsoka, three that are for Count Dooku. They were all written by Dave Filoni, um, except for one episode. I don't know if you're aware of that. Um, there's like a, a writing team that I'm not familiar with their work wrote one of the episodes, which we can get into. Um, how do you, how do you, how do you want to talk about this? Just hit what, w- um, one character, then talk about the other character. You want to go episode by episode. It's freaking shoot for the moon. Um, well, I guess let's talk about it and don't mind my dog moaning, uh, as if she is sick of hearing me talk. Me too. Um, I think let's talk about the format of it in general, maybe, and our thoughts on that. It is like mini episodes, but I think these are like longer than most episodes of Visions, or like like they're they're pretty substantial. I wouldn't compare this to Visions, but yeah, I'm talking about runtime wise. A runtime, okay. Like this is not like a a Pixar short at the beginning of a movie or whatever. Like no, 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 like 15 minutes most episodes, I think. Yeah. And I mean, there's, there's a, there's um, a, how, how, how am I going to say this? There's a clear storyline that they, they take the time to go through it. They're not like zooming through everything. Like they, the shorts, I mean, you, you always want more from certain characters and stuff, but um, it is, it is certainly, um, yeah, I I don't I don't really I don't really know where I'm going from there, but um, oh weird. Yeah. What did you think of them? Because you watched this by character, correct? Yeah, I because as as it is listed or or as it is available to you on on Disney Plus, it goes essentially in, in continuity order order within the canon within the Star Wars universe. The events occur as they do, even though it's two stories, they're split up by when they occur so you have one ahsoka episode then all three count dooku episodes and then two ahsoka episodes uh what what was your decision making process in watching them by character rather than how god intended you to watch them well i didn't have enough time to watch all of them um i would say what it's probably like an hour 15 of content yeah sounds about right hour 30 hour 30 um so i only had time to watch all of them and whereas ahsoka is my you know of the two of characters i'm significantly more invested in Soka, and it's more interesting i just didn't need a prequel like a a birth story of ahsoka so i watched the first three um dooku's um before before doing that but you watched everything together how you said what was that your god intended Mm-hmm. Okay, I I wouldn't I just call him Dave, but I guess some people in the Star Wars community call him that. Um, which goes it goes Ahsoka, two do um three do. No, yeah, I already said that. Don't worry. And then two two Ahsoka, yeah. Well, let's well let's start. Why don't we, which one do you want to do first? Here's all right. Here's what I'm gonna throw out. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. I think. If we're comparing three episodes to three episodes, like on the whole, I think the Dooku arc is I maybe enjoyed more. But I think the last episode is my favorite episode, the Ahsoka episode at the end. 
Okay. Yeah, I would. I would, I would, I would agree, agree that the Ahsoka had the best episode, um, but the more consistent. We're, we're more. We're more. Um, and i think the dooku episodes also like provide a nuance that isn't necessarily already there uh like we've learned we learn more about a character whereas like with the soak uh i don't i never want to see what my favorite characters are like as little kids ever and as babies i really don't care um, I mean, I thought it was really cool seeing, you know, or I guess hearing Janaga Vankar play Ahsoka's mother and the Tegruten, you know, that village and all those characters looked really cool. The animation and the sound was all great. But I was like, it's a story about a baby. I'm good. Um, and like one very special baby. All right. I get it. But I think like I as you've read the Jedi Lost book about Dooku, but I think like listen, this. Listen, listen to it. Right, right, right. The yeah. audio, yeah. But th- like, this doesn't th- this doesn't like change how I'm going to view Ahsoka. But that's a character I've already spent so much time with, and I already have so many ideas and thoughts and feelings about this character. But like, wa- like I watch, I've watched Attack of the Clones since this, and it's in my mind when I'm seeing Christopher Lee's performance now as Count Dooku. Like, it does uh, uh, make the world a little richer, I think, or the mythos of Star Wars a little richer. It it adds some questions too about his hair. Because his hair was his <laughs> episode one, his hair was black, and he's got a full beard and ages like thirty years. Right, um, it's the Obi Wan special. Well, I guess he went to sand. He went to sand a few times. So it is the the aging's interesting. Um, you know what? Let's let's just start. Let's start sequentially. So let's let's start with the Ahsoka birth. Great. Arc. Let's. There is just a Pokemon. Uh, in that episode yeah yeah it's just um, literally a poke well it's also it it adds some some community building that i i so the last it the whole the whole premise and ton of spoilers you know if you're not if you haven't watched it go watch it come back for some of these takes um correct me if i'm but this does Tegruda community building that we haven't seen since the slave arc in Clone Reiku. Wars. Okay. Reiku, the Pokemon, is just in this. It's just. Oh, Raikou. Took, they just took him. It's R A I K O U, so I don't know about Roku. He's just in Raikou. this. They just mm-hmm. there you go, Raikou. They just took him, and they just put him in this. Well, also they 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 these these villagers acknowledge that the Thunder Dog exists in their world, and they have no security whatsoever. And then they just let in. I mean, I don't know. It's I mean I know it's in the galaxy far far away, a long long time ago, but like. Can you really not get child care for any of this? <laughs> oh my gosh. Like what what the hell? It is it is interesting the shooting a deer and that whole kind of discussion and the life and death of it all and instilling that in your in your in your youth and in your children. But then I'm also thinking, well, what good 
is a profound lesson, but then I also think like it's a baby and I guess she's immediately going to get taken away. So it does, I guess, lends leave some questions of like, what would Ahsoka have learned here? Had she been able to stay? Versus well, being I, I, off. as you're talking about that, I think about one um, Leia conversations in um, the Obi-Wan TV show of, um, him thinking back to his time, him being like, I think I remember I had a brother. He yes. has those feelings, dreams of that, and this Obi-2 kind of, you know, she's not gonna, she's not gonna remember this, but she'll still remember a feeling. Although we've never, you know, we we've we've received a ton of material about Ahsoka over the years. I don't remember her thinking back, like in the Ahsoka book, about her parents. Um, or about where she yeah. came from. I think the closest is Plo. Plo. Answer. But we don't even. It, right. Is he in this? I don't even. It's been no. so. I honestly haven't. I I rewatched the Dooku arcs and I rewatched the last episode of the Ahsoka arc. So, um, yeah, it, it was it, it was. Thing too is. I was thinking about. I don't remember her having a force connection with animals because they they Dave well, different shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, she literally like has a whole animal associated with her. Um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you okay. guess so. I mean, in terms of like. She's that, not pulling an Ezra and calming down a monster or whatever. She doesn't take a space whale to transport her to an. <sighs> that's not something she she uh, is. Um, I don't know. It's just it's just not something they really um, emphasize. In perspective. No, I, I guess not. you agree. It's not. I mean, disagree. Well, I mean, I just think. You know, the force works in mysterious ways. And I think it's also one of those things where it's like if you have a talent, that raw talent might express itself differently than that same talent would after it's been honed by an institution that has its own ideas about where that talent should go. It's interesting that the lesson they choose to show in this episode isn't necessarily one that's like contradictory to anything the Jedi would teach or contradictory to stuff that Ahsoka might believe if she was older. Like, it's not like there's a version of this, or it's not like this story was like baby Anakin being shown. It's okay to leave things behind or, you know, it's okay to not be attached to something. And then you're like, oh, and he grows up and he's very bad at attachment <laughs> because he was taken away by the Jedi. You know, it's mm-hmm. not a version of that, but it does, you know, it is interesting to see where where a youngling came from i think i would have just liked maybe more focus on her mother and more like the episode ends with them being like oh so good jedi i'm more interested in like the five minutes after that where her mother and her parents react to that and you know just decide like all right let's ship her out or you know but we don't get that yeah well, so I don't really have much to add to that. Um, no, we got to move. Yeah, because we have a hard deadline 
um to set so the dooku one um the first the first episode which is episode two in in this and that is titled justice is it honestly felt like it was kind of a visions episode of like master padawan go to a planet and discover you know discover a problem um it was it was very cool in setting dooku's political philosophy you know he sees the corruption off of coruscant he sees what this rich senator's doing and how he's subjugating people the the scenery it looks a lot like uh, the mandalorian season two when the mandalorian finds ahsoka at that like samurai town that's yeah. like covered in mud mm-hmm. i was I, I mean i didn't look it up i'm i would I, it would be really cool if it was like kind of the same planets or within the same system because it definitely looked super similar other than there weren't those like massive cattle monsters in the background but no i i, I think to see that it was interesting to see a young qui-gon um and also kind of i don't know it they they highlighted the discrepancy between they did a good job of highlighting the discrepancy in power between dooku and qui-gon in this episode and the last dooku episode of you know he's qui-gon's thing is not that he's the strongest in any point it's his compassion and his um what was it independent thinking is what dooku talked about in um one of the three arcs what did you think about it uh, I you know, I it's hard for me to most of my thoughts on on the Dooku stuff is pertinent to the arc as a whole. I don't okay. have like any particularly hot takes on any given episode, but I I enjoyed this one and it was I like seeing a young Qui Gon and I think Qui Gon Jinn is just a, such a fascinating character and is such a big like oh, what if, or, you know, if only this character had been around at a different time, you know, and things are going to go on differently. So it was cool seeing him in a different light, and it was cool seeing Dooku in a different light, and the animation was great. Um, it's it's interesting to just, like, I mean, again, I think a lot of the talking I'm going to do about the Dooku stuff is about the arc as a whole, but, I like, I think since Dooku emerged in 2002, there there hasn't been a more I don't know if interesting is the right word or prescient or whatever but this is the time to do this story about someone being radicalized (laughs) oh (laughs) like because that's that's what it is and you you see a very just beginning to these thoughts he's having and these three episodes very much kind of put you in his frame of mind. Now I would say I have trouble squaring some of that with what we see of Dooku later, not only later in Tiger of the clones, but later in some of these episodes, but it is really compelling. I mean, we've seen people turn to the dark side before time and time again. Like this is not, these aren't new story beats, but um outside of star wars in our lives in the world this is sort of a new context to be watching this sort of star wars trope unfold and so it was a an interesting lens to be watching it through 
Well, because I think it it mm -hmm. starts so reasonable and it kind of ends very unreasonable. Like each episode, I think his grievances, they become more and more selfish and less and less reasonable. Mm -hmm. Well, I knowing like last um, audiobook, which I would recommend. There are some times where it, it's it's this, it's it's the same criticism I've given episode nine of um, when Wedge. Oh, it's not um, good. <laughs> when when Wedge um, is super super happy and stuff, and his like stepson <laughs> died like forty five seconds earlier. Um, it there there is some emotional context that's not being shown based off of how he would act in those books. Um, not not like a huge criticism. Like when he um, mentions like Sifo-DS, um, there is a lot of emotional baggage that, that gets to them. They do kind of outline what happens to Sifo-DS from, from Duker's perspective. Um, that being said, and I think it's also in the Lost Chronicle episodes, they hint at it that as well. Um, that being said, the ship was really cool. All those like episode one um jedi ships uh, uh, I, I, it's one of those things that like it would really be cool to see the lego set for that well, let's get into choices which is this the episode two of dooku episode three of this anthology which yes, is where we meet Ma- his frenemy mace window and it is interesting to to, to look at it of the this makes it seem like they're contemporaries in age um which they haven't done a lot of expansion of the duke of the windu character oh you um, don't think samuel l jackson's the same age as christopher lee and so they have also like you there's some hints at windu and in, in certain points but i never knew that they were the same age or i never really like connected hey, Star those Wars, though age age is less than a number in star wars right boba fett is younger than bo katan right 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 this is not it just means nothing the age does not mean anything <laughs> no one is there's no ages nobody has birthdays well except yeah. for freaking ezra but yeah <clears throat> in in like that book jedi lost you know if if they were contemporaries like windu is supposed to be like you know one of the um, fighter, you know, um, uh, the, the Palpatine like, or did he, to, uh, you know, um, change and to kind of bring Anakin to the dark side, but um, mm-hmm. it, it up until this point, they talked about them as contemporaries. It's really cool to talk about, like, you know, reasons for his, his shift being snubbed from this position but also is that something that he's been vying for a lot like Qui-Gon certainly wasn't vying for it and they shared but I wonder I don't know that it's specifically that he is vying for it as much as it is his realization of oh if Mace Windu is going to ascend in this organization then that says certain things about the priorities and values this organization has like if if that is the sort of action that is going to be rewarded, then they're just you know 
they're solidifying everything that I think is wrong with this organization. You know, the inaction that I think is wrong with this organization is just getting bolstered by the, you know, senior ranks continuing to be filled by people who are inactive, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a interesting way to think about that. Uh, Like every year when the new po boys get elected and some people are like, Oh, if this is the new po boy, then what does that say about the podcast? What does this podcast even believe anymore? This is going to be the new Poe boy. Well, if you know, um, Poe's podcast at gmail.com, we'd love to know as well. Um, yeah, I, it, it's, it was a very, it, it, both episodes were really good at, and I'd love for, I wish they had like done some maybe ticker sign of like what planets they were on. Um, no way. Boo. Boo, ticker and, sign. Boo, Chirons. No Chirons. Like, I assume, and this is just you know assumption that doesn't have a lot of backing, but those those could easily be separatist con- uh, um, planets, right? Yeah, uh, that's a good point. You know, this is some people revolting. This is like literally, you know, the military underclass, you know, um, taking over, forcing the upper class. Um, forcing the rich to do what they want. And we see this a little bit. I mean, it doesn't get like fleshed out in episode two or episode three, but there is some nuance to separatist. Um, you know, it's not all Newt Gunray is being like an evil for no actual reason. Um, right. So it, it, it does, it does a good job at that job of connecting Dooku as figurehead too of like why did all these people follow some random fallen jedi who you know in any other instances would probably be discredited now from like the book from other things you know that like he is this extremely wealthy person he has this planet that's like affluent um so he has that on top of it but it sets the the scene that makes more sense for how he gets to that position in episode two. Well, I mean, you can imagine him telling the stories we see in these first two episodes with him to, you know, separatist constituents to get them rallied up. Oh, me and Qui-Gon are on, you know, the old beat up planet and the kidnapping center's kid and yada, 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 and people losing it. And yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Well, and then the last episode is, um, which is episode four, episode three, titled sith lord so this and... is the one where i feel like maybe they're trying to stay out of the book's way or something but that like we do miss like a definitive turning point in my mind for a while in my head canon prior to this stuff being filled out by you know books and shows i always thought oh you know qui-gon's death perhaps had something to do with with Dooku leaving here, we see that he's already erasing Camino during the events of Episode One. I mean, mm-hmm. Darth Maul's still alive at this point. I don't know. So it does it does uh, smush the timeline together. I mean, that jives with what we know of Palpatine, though, constantly grooming, you know, a replacement for his apprentice even before the apprentice is gone and scheming and stuff like that. But it does. I mean, again, this is this is a story about some of you broccolized or you know. Um, and well, we don't he, get that like 
big turning point. Like it, you sort of get a little bit in the second episode with him, but then by this episode, something has happened that we're not privy to. I feel like that pushes him to taking pretty drastic action, particularly then when you consider after this Qui-Gon dies, but he's already, I guess, working for the guy that then he would know was responsible for Qui-Gon's death. So then he just doesn't care about that, I guess. So that kind of takes some nuance out of my head cannon or whatever, or like a sweet thing in my head cannon that I enjoyed. Um, which is fine, but I just, this this episode did leave me with questions, much like everything involving Cyphodius and Count Dooku and anything with the Clone Army does. Well, I there's there's a lot to like in this episode. Not saying that oh, you disliked sure. it, but like, um, you know, they they show Jedi gossiping, and clearly there's no um, Jedi Facebook of people posting and um, sharing where they've all been. So. You know, I it is interesting to hear to see how they get information because, you know, he has not seen Obi-Wan. Right. So um, who knows how many years Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon have been together and Dooku has not been around for that. You know, he makes that point of, you know, I want to meet your apprentice one day. Um, so they're a disconnect if you don't see certain people for years, if, you know, you've been out doing stuff. And. You know, they've been off planet, been here. Uh, reasonable. Here, I'm going to put on um, a guess. Like the purpose of, of that. Because my guess is the purpose for Ahsoka is, you know, to set some stuff up and to provide some background. The show that they're not going to talk about. Um, well, that would be my guess. Mm. I think, I think we might see a young Dooku at some point in the Acolyte TV show. Don't I you have to be, I, I'm young. not going to make it. Well, or they skip, they skip years. A little baby, like a little baby Dooku. No, no, no. I mean, we, they, um, like I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get too much into the Acolyte, but I, I would not be, I'm I'm curious if if this um, tin foil hat theory of they're doing some of this to um, paint the picture and describe some things going to the accolade, which is going to come out in like what 2024 or something like that. Yeah, I mean that's certainly always on the table. I would be more, or I would be more inclined to think it might be seeding something for like animation or something that takes place after it i don't know because i mean you are right like when we were covering the final season of clone wars those bad batch episodes seemed like they were good but i was like why is this the story you're deciding to tell me you have 12 episodes four on this now you know in hindsight we understand maybe why that was happening so yeah i mean that's that's uh, a valid point, but I mean, again, to me, this it is, it is a, an episode that is sort of defined by like missing pieces, and I do really like him reflecting on Qui Gon's death and his um, his talk with Yaddle with their cute little Jedi tree. But I guess, like, I mean, do you get in Jedi Lost? Do you get in? I guess spoilers for Jedi Lost. If you're thinking about listening to that, skip ahead a minute or whatever. But do you get his big moment of? 
turning into the separatist scheme at least no 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 you get um then why not reveal it here you get um it's been a while but you get the clear like well actually you 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 certainly don't get the palpatine visit um because the 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 book is is told through Assage mind probing Dooku, um, basically, or um, no, she she receives his journals, um, and he like journaled a bunch or something like that. So it's Assage is the character, Assage Ventress is the character that's going into Dooku's mind, basically, and there is like a turning point of like darkness, um, related to like his siblings, but and and they talk about Sifo-Dyas a lot. But right. off the top of my head, I don't know. It very well could be, but it's not something that was super, super notable um, from that book. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, it's just like you said, I mean, we're, he's already involved with Palpatine. So we just, we still, even as it does flesh out a lot of stuff, every degree, a little Star Wars fan that I am, I still feel like I would have liked to have seen more. I would have liked to have seen him coming into contact with Palpatine and getting involved in the conspiracy and stuff. And, because this appears to be the moment he officially turns to the Sith, I guess. But he's still involved with, I don't know, I mean, he doesn't seem shocked to find out that Palpatine's Sith. No, no, he knew knew Palpatine was Sith. Yeah. Yeah. But Bryce Dallas Howard is Yaddle. Yaddle in general. Both those things, very exciting. Yaddle speaking with regular sentence structure very curious yeah and yet not referenced yet in higher is how right. at least showing an interest in fleshing out that character so that'll be um pretty cool i i don't know if you've rewatched that that would be tight if yaddle was an acolyte um i would like yaddle i would be interested in more yaddle yeah 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 yeah. um i i I mean she definitely fall fell in the wrong direction like if i were to lift a door i would fall backwards (laughs) um but i mean she was toast anyway from from how all that stuff was working out oh dead meat yeah i don't know Um, if you saw but she's not in episode to attack of the clones apparently she wasn't in the funeral was scene her, that was her big mistake yeah that was she her. didn't want to be i read the star wars archives book yaddle of course decided she did not want to be involved with attack of the clones because it was going to be shot all digital and she had a problem with that um she had seen the she's like a special Nolan edition type. of new hope and she was like this isn't for me do back well, she was all in Absolutely for phantom not. menace but phantom menace was shot on film Absolutely She's one of these not. Christopher Nolan types. Has to be shot on film. I'm not going to be... Was this a soap opera? I'm not going to be on digital. Now, I when I first watched this, I thought that there was a scene when you know when he thinks he killed her by shutting the door. Mm-hmm. I thought there was kind of like a similar like Anakin, you know, what have I done when he right. kills Windu? Um, on rewatch, there is not. Um, oh. he, it is not as... Is not as pronounced. You think it's pronounced, the like, what have I done? Blah blah blah. But by the time he has agreed to fight her and try to kill her, he is he is resolved. 
Um, so he is more down for the cause and less emotional than Anakin, which is not surprising at all. Well, right, because that's the thing, though, is is a, Anakin is a much more emotional character. So, I mean, I think with Dooku, less is more. And mm-hmm. what what plays as a smaller moment still for that character can be a big emotional moment. Uh, I am watching this unfold right now, this fight, and just a big decision to make the door just such a big, creepy, smiley face. <laughs> Not even, like, subtly. It's just, it's a jack-o'-lantern mouth. What should we make the door? It's a jack-o'-lantern mouth. Well, I... More I mean, I would, I would be curious to see... Um how much of a replica it is from episode one no yeah episode one where maul goes there and talks to oh i don't think we get his hideout until the end of episode two yeah maul talks with palpatine on a balcony okay yeah yeah, yeah. so i mean, maybe it's the same um i'd be i'd be curious to see that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so um we we've gone over more than we typically um well anchor isn't cutting us off yet so yeah well here let's let's um let's switch over to the ahsoka um episode five um because i um i i was looking at some characters that are in it and i do not remember a lot of these characters being in it like the uh, master d I, i'm a gundy oh i'm um, a gun I'm a gun die. Master die. Yeah. Yeah. Master die is in this episode. I was using that. And Caleb Dune. From the episode supply lines. Oh, Caleb Dune. I definitely remember. He's like very clearly in there. Yeah. And, and Diva Balapa, I assume is with him. Because for some reason I thought that, um, Kanan didn't see her. Like they, their paths hadn't, hadn't, hadn't crossed. And granted, you know, maybe he wasn't introduced to her. This is just like sparring that, that he witnesses but yeah um, he's, he's just like watching a pickup basketball game at the gym yeah that's actually i mean i know that for a fact you've never actually watched that but um that was actually a really good um uh, way of describing that as a student athlete myself that's something that i can really <laughs> okay okay um yeah so what what is um I mean, it's, it's just basically training montage over the course of many battles yeah this was i think i i think seeing this is a compliment but i think this this episode that we're talking about is i'm the least likely to rewatch it it's I didn't not a bad it. episode yeah, but it is. I agree. Um, it is sort of yeah, like you said, just like a training sequence. And it was interesting because I was thinking about this before we got on to record today and about that episode. And it's on the one hand, for a hot second there, I, I'm curious, but not curious enough to find out. And I also don't want to be told what social media would make of this episode because I can certainly see a take of like, oh, this episode exists to explain Ahsoka's competency as if Ahsoka can't be competent in that last episode of Clone Wars and take all on all those clones in her own. Right. So it's like, Oh, well, no, she, she only could do that because she trained the clones. But then that's a hasty assumption because the flip side of that is also like, well, those clones also had a bunch of training specifically shooting at Ahsoka. So then it just kind of becomes, 
oh, these clones in Ahsoka were like very familiar with each other. And it just makes it sad again, which is, I mean, I think, you know, good. But yeah, because I, I was for a minute like, wait a minute, are they, is there like, they're trying to do some Mary Sue thing where they're like, oh, Ahsoka was too powerful. We have to crack that. But I very quickly was like, oh, that's not what they're doing here. Because again, I mean, those, those stormtroopers got to shoot at her a bunch. So I'm sure they know her uh, style just as well as, and she knows theirs, and then ultimately it just becomes, oh, these people know each other's combat style so well because they've trained so much together. Um, and then it is one of those things where it's like speaks to like Anakin not being that far gone, maybe at this moment. Like he's still like to me, this this episode is like, oh yeah, Anakin's not like thinking about overthrowing the Republic or anything right now right like he's he's in it to win it and he wants you know but yeah it, it was ultimately kind of just a, a training montage i love ahsoka you know flinging around and doing combat is always cool but um, it, it is interesting how similar anakin and dooku are of you know dooku in that one episode is like you know i'm I, we're both I white well they're yeah and he you know says i'm not gonna be there to protect you qui-gon um and Ooh. anakin's you know doing all this to protect her um mm-hmm. because he is that's just his built into his personality with oh, yeah. what he with what he does with padme and stuff because that does speak to a precedent of him his his form of of love or compassion and protection of the, of the people he loves even in this episode then is still kind of displayed through violence i mean it's not like cruel violence he's not killing anyone but his way it's of child caring abuse. for ahsoka and this is abuse. through combat mm-hmm. and so it does sort of foreshadow uh if if there's a problem if anakin sees a problem this is the vocabulary he will use to address that problem it does show a level of brutality in her training that you don't get in any of the episodes. Like they're, they're much more, you know, sky guy, lovey dovey. Um, this level of, of grittiness is not something that's shown. Um, so the tone is a little different. Not that I hate it. Um, no, I don't either, but you're right. It is like very harsh. mm -hmm. I mean, she literally gets not like, anybody that gets knocked out that many times over the course of training and multiple battles, like that's brutal. And at no point do they really talk about that um, in previous episodes, which I, I mean, I think the primary vehicle for this is to kind of, it is to explain how she's able to take out a um, inquisitor so, so easily. Um, Mm. And just to show how uber competent she is. Now, yeah. you and I that watched a ton of this, you know, we don't need that. But if Correct. somebody's watching it for the first time, they haven't watched Clone Wars, this is a much um, that's fair, less that's intimidating, a, a, a less intimidating way to get in. I mean, Clone Wars is like, what, 100 yeah. something episodes. Yeah. Um, that That's just that, that is like watching Friends for the first time. That's a very good office. point. Because I'm thinking of this as, you know, you and me watching this as essentially appendices to the Clone Wars. But when I was home with Miss Columbo and the family for Thanksgiving, you know, we watched the season finale of Andor. 
And the next thing that pops up is a recommendation for Tales of the Jedi, which they did not watch, but someone out there probably is. There's probably people out there who finished Andor and they said, no, oh, Tales of Jedi. Oh, it's only 15 minutes. I'll watch this or whatever. And yeah, this could be, you're right. There is a shorthand that these episodes have to have to, uh, to account for that viewership. That's a very good point. Hmm. Well, so the last episode, which is titled Resolve, is um, loosely adapted off of the 2016 novel Ahsoka by E.K. Johnston. And this is basically putting pen and paper to the big screen and um, explaining how Ahsoka gets back into the rebellion, how not how, you know, we know she eventually becomes fulcrum and plays a role um, based on rebels and, you know, is now going to have her own show in later 2023. But um, we see, we see this in a very quick um, boom, boom, boom scenes of, where she was before she joined the rebellion again. Oh no, no, we also see her go to the she funeral. at the funeral, yeah, which was awesome. And her chat with oh, it was that was Bail that was devastating. And then Bale's chat with the clone troopers as he's talking to Ahsoka on the roof. <laughs> yeah, was a very a cool moment. I thought. Well, also, Bale. It's so interesting because Bale is like, you shouldn't be here. Um, and you know he has. Anakin's daughter, but it's um I don't know, just heartbreaking to know that she could have been so close friends if they yeah. had, you know, literally a different conversation. Um, because it's so weird of you know, he trusts he trusts Obi-Wan and Yoda so well, but just doesn't have that same connection to Ahsoka. Yeah. Yeah, this is true. And I yeah, I, I liked I liked those characters meeting. I liked her being at the funeral and, and seeing that episode three imagery. Mm-hmm. Um I thought was was very exciting. I mean, how did you feel how do you feel in general? I just have like weird hang ups about stuff and like to be able to like watch things in a very specific order, I guess. So mm-hmm. I always am like it's very low level chafing. This is barely even a complaint. But in the back of my mind, I'm always like, Ugh. when something's like an interqual and it like straddles another piece of content. So it's like either mm-hmm. concurrent with something. So I can't possibly watch it in order, no matter what I do, unless I have it on oh, yeah, and, yeah. and I switch back and forth. You would. Oh, I'm not at that. Well, I don't want, it's not neat. It's not neat enough. Yeah, I, I can't wait until there's somebody who like this is their order sixty six is the Padme funeral. And they just they just splice all of this. Is there together. anything else to add to it besides those two things? Well, for now. Yeah. I never thought now. we'd see Ahsoka and her take at the funeral, but um we do. It I mean, it doesn't bother me at all. Um I I would say the thing that um and this isn't a complaint, um, but it is interesting the change that they made to her this this story because in this story um which is based off that 2016 book um and that book is pre last season of clone wars like early days disney star wars so and, there's yeah a lot of stuff has essentially rewritten that book right and at this point they knew that ahsoka was going to i think 
right? Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah, yeah, they would have for sure. Yeah, because um, it it the part of the book explains you know how she got back into um the how she got into the rebellion. It is not it it hints to the siege of Mandalore, but like it you know that wasn't fully fleshed out. Um, certainly not for E. K. Johnston. Um, but the big thing is like how she got her lightsabers. You know, there's this really cool um fight scene where you know she has no lightsaber shutting herself off from the force and she's i mean she has ptsd um from everything that happened yeah she has PTSD, ptsd from this freaking training where a circle of people just point a gun at her yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and um she's you know just trying to live her life um trying to stay off the grid um and i mean it, it, it follows the same um, little kid uh who um very similar to um carnage um of having this like warped belief of the empire and mm-hmm. making a bad bad decision based on that but uh what do you think of the changes from this um uh, well i i guess uh, i'll I explain don't remember the <laughs> like i th- i remember the... there being a bigger friend group in the book that's about it there's, well, there's a bigger friend group. There's kind of um, like she meets R2 in the book and she basically like Wedge Antilles dad is stalking her. And then she like um, she basically like boards the ship bail ship without anybody realizing. In his library where like if she had like taken a look, she would have seen like photos of leia or something i don't know the big thing the big thing is the fight scene um she doesn't take the lightsaber she um takes the kyber crystals and purifies them right and then it blows up (laughs) okay okay interesting well i I just did i you know i it's the animation's great and this inquisitor looked awesome and sounded awesome and the fire animation is so good the oh, animation yeah. is just so good. Luke's film animation is just they know what they're doing over there. They know what they're doing over there. It's very visually stimulating. So it's hard for a book to compete like that, particularly a book I haven't read in a very, very, very long time. Um yeah, I don't know. It's just that that last that last uh dust up was a real good one. Oh yeah, for sure. Clancy also- Brown, I believe, voicing this Inquisitor that I guess is a ghost. Um, well, it could be like, um, our one of our favorite Jedi from High Republic, the one who's like, Oh, yeah, yeah, that uh, guy, yeah, the orb, the orb guy. So, yeah, I don't think they've, I don't think they've explained it. I don't think they're going to explain it for a while. Oh, yeah. Um, and I mean, I'm not dying for it. Like, I don't need it explained. It's Star Wars. I don't need it explained. Um, there's just, I don't know. It was very cool. It was very cool. Yeah. Well, it's also, I mean, it just it shows the brutality. It it it's it's so interesting that they show these inquisitors, which, um, you know, we just we know what Ahsoka does to all of them. She just ob- obliterates them, um, and it's it's cool to kind of watch that. Of like maybe against um like a Kanan, um or a Caleb Dune, you would have the edge, but you lightsaber. With hostages, cannot take her on. Yeah, and uh, no. it's it's hugely believable. Oh yeah, 
Oh, yeah. yeah, and she doesn't hesitate to kill him too. Yeah, and it is. It's a very. It, it, this is a good one for this. I don't know run of stories to end on. I feel like it ends on a on a very cool bombs. note of right and yeah and just the even after the combat of it all, there's the idea of you know you fall down, you pick yourself back up. You know, uh, that was yeah, it was very compelling, very well done. Uh, it does, I do still feel like I have to digest what these six episodes are as a whole. I think there's probably a more interesting nuanced discussion to be had of what is this single story? Because even you and I, we keep talking about it like it's two stories. And to me, I'm like, well, you know, it's, it's two stories. It's both about people that are Jedi that stray away from the Jedi Order for different reasons. There's that. Um people who feel compelled by a, a, a grander calling than what's presented to them and you know in their in their day-to-day lives perhaps but I, I think there's these are there's a lot of meat on the bone in these six episodes and that these are the six episodes we get and that these are the two characters that they focus on and it comes out when it's coming out um i i look forward to sitting down again with these and and digesting them again without um the gun to my head that is having to record this podcast Well, Josh, um, I don't. I'm. I would be surprised if we do our next episode by 2022. I'm. I really would because it's already December. Part of me would like. I mean, because the next we're hoping we're kind of we're thinking the next episode is going to be this High Republic book. But I'm real lazy bones with my reading, and that doesn't look to be improving. But I would like. To, I mean, just being emotionally available, give the fans just one more what, episode before 2023, you know, and then really just 2023, just don't even, something is going to be totally different. And just one more, one more emotionally available episode. But I don't know if that will happen or not, because I don't know if I'm gonna, I don't even get the book yet. Do you have the book? No, I haven't finished the I haven't finished the High Republic book that I'm currently on. Oh, okay. So at least it's yeah. not all on me. I guess I can I mean I'll really try and read this freaking book. I haven't yeah. read any of the book I'm reading now since the last time I told you I barely read this freaking book. I could stop and just read that whole Star Wars book in the middle, I guess, but that doesn't seem like a grown up thing to do. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. I'll read a fiction book, a nonfiction book, and a comic book all at the same time. I'm not gonna read two fiction books at once. What am I insane? Hmm. Your words. Not what am mine. I insane? Well, if this is the last time, buckle up. Buckle, buckle up. For, up. Buckle up for 2023. Buckle. Buckle Lock up. Your doors. <laughs> Lock your doors. Burn your headphones. Burn your headphones. Because 2023, the po'boys are coming for you. Yep. Polish podcast at gmail.com.